0: It's showtime. Okay! Tokyo! South America! Australia! France! Right.
1: Germany! UK! America. Here we go. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation cussing and a discussing with America's only born-and-bred Southern liberal talk host.
2: And here we go off and running on this second day of October. How about that? Second day of October, 2023. This is the Horn Headon Live. Is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the Merry Wackies, any real time Madcap multimedia extravaganza that is the Horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday. 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, all time zones in between and the Great Globe Round, and whatever time it happens to be where you are when you're listening to the podcast. If you're listening live, uh, well, feel free to pop into the chat room, the aforementioned Mary Wacky Zany Realty, etc. And uh, if you do, you will be greeted by the early arrivers, that would be Theo and Squeaky and Anatole. Hey y'all. And capably moderated by Horn Chief agronomist and chief mathematician. And Bud Trimmer Emeritus, Roger, in Oregon. And uh, a good time will be had by all. Hey, there's Ralphs popping into the chat room. Yes. I I made a mistake this past Friday. It is usually my Well, what I like to do is, uh, on the last day of, uh, on the last broadcast day of the month, Oh, just one second. I uh, thank the Patreon subscribers. Let's see. uh, And I neglected to do that this past Friday, because... Well, it's the 29th, ninth and I wasn't thinking about it, being, it. So, there we are. So, I am I am logging into logging into Patreon right now, and I can't type. Uh, but at any, at any rate, also, if you are listening to the podcast, then uh, please be so kind as to like each episode and make sure you're subscribed. Leave comments, and if there's something that gets said on the program and you want to talk about it, leave a comment there and I will try to see it. I see more comments from Podbean than any of the other platforms because Podbean tells me. And, uh, well, it helps, it it really does help to uh, make the program more visible. Okay, this is weird. Sorry for the dead air. Ah, that's really weird. Okay, um, There we go. I hate it when they go in and mess around with the interface itself. Ah, there we go. Took a minute. It, it, it's always hard to find the 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 uh, uh, patron list, but I wanted to uh, thank our. Uh, we usually do it on, like I said on the last day of the month, but thank yous go out to our Patreon subscribers, um, and that means uh, thank you to Theo. Hey, Theo. Theo's in the chat room. Thank you to Randy Radar. Thank you to Christopher. Thank you, Janice. Thank you, David in Oregon. Thank you, Eve. Thank you, Jake up in Ohio. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Bernadette out in Humboldt. Thank you, Michael of the Guffins. Thank you, Jeff in Slow. Thank you, Kay. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you, James. Thank you, Aaron and Annette. Thank you, Joanne. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Vernon, in San Diego. Thank you, Cat, in Ohio. Uh, you know, Cat told me, mentioned to me the other day after Darlene and I were talking about Molly Jong-Fast, and Darlene was less than thrilled, uh, but you know, not overly. You know, she, she was just pointing out that she thought she was tended to uh, write things that think, things that we have known for ourselves for a long time. And it's particularly about the desire of the maggots to overthrow American governance and constitutional governance. But I did not know this, uh, and Kat reminded me, told me that uh, Molly Jong Fast is the daughter of Erica Jong. I had no idea. Let's see. Uh, Thank you, Brendan. Thank you, KW. Thank you, Erwin in Montana. Thank you, Barb. Thank you, Robin. Thank you Terrace. Thank you, ASA. Thank you, Jeremy. And welcome and many thanks to, uh, uh, for joining up to our buddy Dr. Allen. I hadn't heard from him in a while and uh, he sent me a very uh, just a lovely note. and uh, Allen is the uh, director and creator of Waco Friends of Climate. And uh, it is because of Dr. Allen that I went I went down to, I went down to Texas with the one and only time I've ever been to Texas. To uh, talk a little bit about mountaintop removal while I was down there, and it remains a it remains a really really wonderful uh, wonderful memory. So thanks for jumping uh, thanks for jumping back in, Alan. Thank you so very much, and thanks to each and every one of our Patreon subscribers. Uh, y'all account for uh, a little over one broadcast day a month, and it really is helpful. It really, genuinely, and truly is. So thank you for that. Uh, looking, at the, uh, looking at the schedule upcoming for the week, I don't see anything that should interfere with um, being on air. I hope it remains that way. And, uh, of course, every program here at The Horn begins with further gratitude. And that means thank you to our first and second day of the month PayPal subscribers as well. So, thank you, uh, oh, so kindly to Elizabeth, and thank you. I'm working backwards from today. Uh, Thank you Uh, to Tom in sunny San Rafael, and Mark. Thank you to Joseph. And thank you for uh, 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 getting everything sorted out. Khalil had some, some issues and kindly sent me a note so that I wouldn't think that uh, he just decided to hate me. And because, you know, I do that. Uh, and uh, jump back in. Thank you, Khalil. Thank you so very much. And so that's our uh, subscribers via PayPal for the 2nd and the 1st of October. If you'd like to be a subscriber, it's very easy. There's a yellow PayPal button on the main page at headon.live. Click that, and it'll offer you the options of, and there's a make this a recurring monthly donation or something like this, something like that. And, you know, if you put in 10 bucks, then, well, you know, you're out something less than a half of ch- a stick of chewing gum per hour of programming. So, um, no, per program. I'm sorry. Per program making this one of the biggest bargains in media. So thank you all. And this is the first broadcast day of the month, and that means that, uh, well, first of all, we had a miracle. And I want to thank everybody once again for making September the first month that we actually finished fully funded. Took a great weight off my mind and I genuinely do appreciate it so thank you, thank you, thank you and thank you for all the contributions and the challenges that made that happen onward to, onward to October and on uh, this first broadcast day of the month, you know, every month uh, the first broadcast day is uh, in memory of our dear friends Bruce and Karen up in Wisconsin who got it started oh so many years ago and now we do we carry it forward in their name and Chris in Germany and Ralphs in New Jersey and an anonymous friend all combined to make it possible for us to have a doubling day so that if we raise the day's funding, it gets doubled. So thank you. Thank you, you three. Thank you so very kindly. And Max. Thank you, Max. Max has taken to stepping in to take care of two-thirds of Bruce and Karen's Memorial Challenge. So, the sum of all that is that we got 100 bucks to raise this evening. 10 at 10, 5 at 20, 20 at 5, 1 at 100, 2 at 50. You yeah, know, yeah, we're bored with me ciphering. But the other thing about this being October is that uh, the 24th day of this month will mark amazing. It is amazing to say. Uh, Mark 18 years as an internet-only broadcast. We will be 20 years old as an entire, going back all the way to uh, going all the way back to the bad old terrestrial radio days. We'll be 20 years old on uh, in February of 2024. But that is that's an amazing that's an amazing accomplishment. I'm not talking about for me. I mean, that y'all have kept it all going. No buy gold now ads or anything like that. No. Uh, although, what, what channel is that? Did I see a buy gold now ad on MSNBC the other day? It's like, oh, no. Well, uh, just understand. Those ads are garbage. Um. Uh, They just are, but thanks to everybody. Thank you so very much. And the bills are paid. We'll work toward paying next month's, this month's bills, and keep things rolling. Oh, somewhere. Okay. I, by the way, I should mention this. I definitely should mention this. It's kind of a big deal. Um. At her last obstetrician's appointment. Um. My son's uh, partner, Berg's partner, uh, had her due date backed up. She had been due on November the 9th, and they recalculated and said somewhere around the end of this month. So basically, um, we're kind of in it-could-happen-at-any-moment mode. So my precious little granddaughter is... uh, Headed for life on Earth, and it could, uh, it, it could, it could happen anytime. So that's the one uh, wild card in the situation that could make me have to be away for a little bit. If I have to, um, I will take the rig with me. Although I don't see that happening, what I'll probably wind up doing is driving a net down and just spending a night and coming back up here because um, somebody's got to be here with the fur babies and I'm that somebody. Kyle and Mr. Socks for and Lucy Purr and Mocha and of course Mr. Shadow who is a very good boy. He's a rescue. And and that just couldn't not. Oh, and he's beautiful. It's something about a golden retriever. He's just pure love. Sometimes I look at him and like, no, just I can't look. No, I'm just. Oh, I love you too much. But say uh, mentioning that, I, I thought of that because uh, I got a call from our dear friend Steve, Brother Bishop Steve from Georgia, Stan, all around great guy. And I don't say that sarcastically. He truly is. And I could hear in his voice, I could hear there was grief in his voice. And he said, "Uh, Robin, I just wanted you to know that you lost another fan today. I'm, oh, no. He's like, yeah. Cletus had to cross the Rainbow Bridge today because she was horribly, horribly ill. And so a decision was made to Give her what Poe called surcease of sorrow. And so, little Cletus, who used to sit by the speaker and hear my voice, uh, uh, she's gone. uh, Understandably, Steve and Miss Karen are devastated and broke my heart. So, you know, send send them some good energy or warm thoughts. Not a lot of praying, folks, in this audience. But remember what uh, remember what Mark Twain said: If heaven were gained by merit and not by grace, our pets would go in, and we would stay out. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, our hearts are with you, Steve and Miss Karen. And they sincerely are. Yeah, Ralph's asking, is Mr. Shadow a golden retriever? Oh, he's such a golden retriever. He's a year and ten months old. And his previous human wound up in a situation where, in a living situation where she couldn't take him where she was going. And... He needed a good home where people would just be insanely fond of him, and, well, this is that home. Oh, he's so good. He, he, he He's an absolute gentleman. He'll walk into the bedroom, and he'll stand there, at the, sit there at the foot of the bed so proud, and he'll take one paw and put it up on the bed, and, may I get up, please? Yes. And he he, he, he steps up onto the bed, and, oh, Snuggles, God, he snuggles. And Annette and I are just absolutely besotted with him. Uh, I may have to put a picture up on social media at some point because... Huh. But that's the nice stuff so far. I, and, and again, uh, um, little Luna will probably be along... Sometime between now and the end of the month, I'd kind of hope that she would be born on my dad's birthday, November 1st. Well, we shall see, and I will provide uh, I will provide notice via social media um, when that happens. I don't expect a lot of interruption to the program, but there may be a day or two here. Yeah. Proud grandma getting to see her little newborn granddaughter is kind of important. Oh, Emilio. <laughs> you know, Robin, there's never been a better time to buy gold. With Trump coin, you can safely invest for your future and enjoy the benefit of the best paleo flavonoid 72% dark chocolate has to offer. Send a cashier's check to Abandoned Garment Factory number 195. yes because if it's from abandoned garment factory number 95 you know it has to be good oh and there's Kayla and Tegan at uh, Graup's house hi Kayla hi Tegan oh such pretty babies sitting in the sun by the blinds and resisting the temptation to bring them crashing to the ground Oh what a what oh what a doll. So that's all the happy. It is of course Moran Monday. And <clears throat> God if this if, if this if this weekend wasn't a, an opportunity for some really top shelf restaurant quality Moranity. Well, let's just say that it was. It certainly was. and that being the case we will jump into the swamp for this first broadcast day of october very fortunate it's been beautiful here oh other one other piece of good news after almost 3 years it was november the 5th 2020 when the secret sandwich society went up in flames after almost three years, the new Secret Sandwich Society has risen from the ashes. And uh, this, pe- well, yesterday, y- you couldn't get near the place. I mean, the vibe, the vibe of my little town was just so oh, devastated by its not being there. And it came back. Uh, it reopened on Wednesday. Couldn't get near the place. So finally... And it took a while because they are absolutely slammed right now. People have been waiting for those fries and pimento cheese with the jalapenos or the bacon if you're into that. And it's Gauley season here, Gauley river rafting season. So, so I I mean, parking was in, but I finally, I got a place to park and ta-da. Yay. It's just so nice to have them back. Because, and, and, you know, some of y'all have had it. Brother Deacon Asa has been a secret, among others. Um, our, my buddy Dwayne chimed in when I posted that it was reopened yesterday. Um uh, said, ooh, i got to find time to get up there. And mentioned the four-cheese grilled cheese sandwich, which is for sure special. Um So that was a little moment of happy, and we've moved into sharing golden retriever mode. Ralph sent along a picture of uh, one like her brother has, cream goldens, gorgeous. Okay, okay, I know, I know, I know. Coffee wait, coffee breaks over back on our heads. Somehow, miraculously, the government didn't shut down for now. But the machinations required were absolutely ridiculous. Why? And this is just a question that has been sort of bouncing around my little noggin for a while. Why would you want to go to government if you hate the idea of governing? Because that's what these maggots are. They are. They, they, they are. They're not chaos agents. They're agents of destruction. Actually, they're agents of Mother Russia. Because by the time a compromise continuing resolution was put forward, some stuff got saved, but Ukraine aid. Well, Ukraine aid. Didn't make it. And that is worrisome. And it's disgusting, too. And embarrassing. And I have a hard time seeing anyone who opposes Ukraine aid as being anything other than a lick to Vladimir Putin. Along the way, uh, Representative Jamal Bowman from New York accidentally set off a fire alarm in one of the House office buildings. Uh, and that... Um, well, it was, symbol- it was symbolically appropriate. But now the... Uh, The maggots are screaming that uh, he should be censured or criminally charged or removed from Congress uh, because they say, He done it on purpose! So now I fully expect the maggots to put together a weaponization of fire alarms uh, special committee. Which in turn, uh, the, the, the whole business of leaving... Ukraine aid out of the package um, creates another crisis. And it's ugly and humiliating and embarrassing. Of course, Marginal Trailer Queen was thrilled. But then again, I wouldn't be surprised if she's cashing checks uh, signed by Mavarasha. Marge, you may recall, is dating this dude, bro named Brian Glenn of Right Side Broadcasting Network who has decided to unburden himself of what makes because, you know a guy like him would know what makes women beautiful this is gross hockey puck get the bucket Now, bear in mind, this is not... He's no catch. And he is, I know this sounds like a a gossip column, I apologize, but well, here we are
3: and and i just think it's a it's a difference of not having that victim mentality.
4: Well, can i say this? That i believe that conservative and republican people are better looking people. They're happy. They're joyous. They exercise. They get outside. They enjoy yeah. the outdoors. They're proud of themselves. They, they they embrace their inner beauty and outer beauty. I mean, let's just look. I got to say this. And i know someone's going to probably troll me on this. Here can i show me liberal women tend to be some of the ugliest women i've ever seen and i'm serious i mean zero makeup well, they, they take no pride in their, well they want to be men they take no pride in their in their in their dress their attire their makeup their haircut wait they want to be men
2: <laughs> it's an alternate universe i generally think that a A woman walking around with a T-shirt that says Trump can grab me by the pussy anytime is a pretty ugly woman. Okay, Leah, New York. He's no catch. Hi, Robin. Is he a catch and release? He's a stay home and don't go fishing that day. That's what he is. And this was some, this was some event being uh, some sort of maggot event being held in Atumla, Iowa, hold, home of the fictitious Walter Radar O'Reilly.
4: Cut half of them look like men, hairy armpits, hairy legs. Come on, that is not embracing uh, what it, what it means to be a woman. So they have they have. Demonize what it means to be a woman. They don't dress like you. They dress like they're yeah. homeless. They dress like you. They dress like me, actually. <laughs> no, that'd be, that'd be an upgrade to dress like me for them. That would be an upgrade. Yeah. No, but I mean, I'm, I'm in all fairness. I mean, seriously, it's because they're yeah. unhappy. That's what's yeah. making them so ugly. They-
2: it's funny. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know a lot of. I don't know any. I don't know any liberal progressive women like what he's describing I I, I really don't and you know frankly shame on him one way or the other if he was saying that about maggot women shame on him but take a minute and ponder who he dates I mean I try to take a positive approach to it and when I see two people who are happy with each other I say hey Somebody for everybody hasn't proven true, true in my case yet, but we'll see. Kind of did, but we'll leave that alone. Um, it, it, why? I mean, this is just this is just fill time as they wait for the next uh, the the next creepy person to walk out on stage and bark and grunt at them at this event. They are. they're so unhappy with themselves.
3: And I think this whole push for women to take on a masculine role... Uh, in
2: Honey, you're working in broadcasting, standing there talking into a microphone and looking into a camera and talking about women taking on masculine roles. Do you realize if it was not for the groundbreaking work of women who were determined to break glass ceilings, you would be home barefoot and pregnant and some, some trad wife, some conservative trad wife like God and Republican men want you to be? The, the, the cluelessness is just breathtaking.
3: It's not, I mean, it's not the way we as women are, are designed to work. And I think...
2: You know, Designed? Designed? So you are going against your design by standing there grunting into a camera? (sighs) Conservative beauties. Oh, Matt. Matt in San Francisco says, well, he does have a point. I mean, when I saw them storming the Capitol during the beer billy Putsch, I thought, look at all those beautiful people foaming at the mouth and hurling objects at police. It was darn near close to a beauty pageant. Because nothing, you know, (laughs) Mama always said that pretty is as pretty does. January 6th was pretty awful. And then consider Lauren Cornshucker Bubert. Clammy Granny, that's pretty.
3: You know, women. One like one great thing about being a woman is getting to enjoy beauty and and making yourself as beautiful as you can or want to be, and really kind of shining that way. It's 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 the nice part about being a woman. Yet somehow liberals want to demonize that i, I liked
2: want- it better when shania twain did that she came across as sincere okay.
0: to shame can women. i give you a
4: case in point
0: yes please do
4: vice president kamala harris go back and look at the previous pictures of her before she's in the biden white house and then look at pictures now really? they've toned her her outfits down she really? no longer uses a lot of jewelry you know Air, you know, earrings, necklaces. The makeup is a lot less. The colors of clothes. See, I have noticed she wears it's,
3: very drab colors. It's,
4: it's gray. And-
2: yeah, and if she wore a shocking pink blouse, like <sighs> Stepford Broadcaster, there, they'd be shrieking around about that.
4: Good God! Brown, Brown, black, yeah. uh, very their are pantsuits, which I have nothing against pantsuits. But why can't you embrace your inner beauty? I've seen yeah. when before she got in it was vice president. I, I think she's a very attractive woman. There's, yeah, no, I, I really pretty... do, and I, I think the the Democrats have have watered her down so much because they don't want her to.
2: Yeah, there's something about this guy just gives me a vibe. Um, it, Marge, honey, put a padlock on the panty drawer, would you? Not saying, just saying. And, I mean, I say that for a reason, because there are videos of that dude. Well, Matt would chastise me if I said done up in drag. That's not drag, that's a man in a dress. But, yeah, of her boyfriend parading around in women's wear. Please don't anybody ever bug their bedroom... I don't want to hear it. None of us do. I wonder if he calls her Peggy in private. Ooh, that was tacky and awful. But I, uh, I mentioned Marge because she's a major member of the treason caucus. It <laughs> Amelia, January sixth, beauty pageant. Stop it. You guys are killing me. Also, please don't stop. Liberals are messing with the privileges of being a woman. They're taking us away from the days when women didn't have to worry about anything other than what's for dinner. Well, I'm gonna edit that and say then what they're cooking for his dinner. Told you I hate meatloaf. And now Marge is trying to uh, create create a rift between the United States and the UK. She's mad at the British government now because of a newspaper interview where British Defense Minister Grant Shapps, speaking to the Daily Telegraph, said, I was talking today about eventually getting the training brought closer and actually into Ukraine. Yeah, training Ukrainian soldiers to fight a Ukrainian war, and not having to uh, have them far from the front lines. That enough was that was enough to send Marge uh, up a tree. They are going to start World War III. The U.S. cannot participate. No America troops. We must defend our own border. I think we must defend our own capital. That woman wants to see the fall of the United States. I think Marge would be absolutely happy uh, if the Confederate maggot states just split away, but... Well, it's kind of like what happened when the Senate voted on the uh, continuing resolution. The usual suspects voted against it, but it was a a surprising display of bipartisanship. Moscow Mitch even went along with it. It'll come as no surprise to our friend Dave in the Blind in Taliban, Indiana, that Mike uh, Ava's nephew, Brown, uh, voted against it. Or Roger Marshall from Kansas Stan. Or Rand Paul, libertarian ophthalmologist from Kentucky Stan, voted against it. Probably worrying about, you know, killing white people. Uh, From uh, Missouri Stan, Eric Schmidt voted against it. Naturally, Jerk Deluxe Vance in Ohio voted against it. Rafaelito Eduardo Cruz, the anointed booger-eating future king of America of of Texas, voted against it. And so did noted constitutional scholar, it's in the Constitution, Mike Lee of Utah, voted against it. But the two that stood out to me um, were uh, both members of the Tennistan delegation voted against it. That would be Bill Haggerty, uh, the junior senator, and Marsha Triple X Blackburn. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Marsha 3X Blackburn voted against it. And that's kind of hilarious to me in a not particularly hilarious way. Because after all, they are both senators. And I'm pretty sure that everybody on that list are senators from welfare states, taker states, states who are supported by tax dollars from places like Oregon and Washington and California, New York, Michigan, Massachusetts, Illinois, Minnesota. The irony is not lost on me. And it grieves me that my son and his little family are down there in that, in that state. Not that it's much better up here. But there was a story recently. The number one and number two states in which... Laws are used to prosecute and persecute pregnant mothers. Remember, these are pro-life states, Are Alabama and Tennessee, respectively. They will torment mothers-to-be, punish them, take their children from them uh, for next to no reason at all. And once upon a time, I... I worked a lot of hard sad cases of parents who really had problems being parents and neither and not abusing or neglecting their children. I remember a lot of them. And this is and, and what Alabama and Tennessee are doing is not that. Because the laws are applied disproportionately against uh, mothers and mothers-to-be who are black. Kind of the same way the death penalty works in those states. that they were willing to shut the government down and they knew the bill was going to pass these nine maggots so it was performative so that they could go back and tell the people that they would have immiserated, yeah I tried to shut the government down but they wouldn't let us But we're standing up for conservative family values. They never change. They they were pulling these stunts back before Trump was even a gleam in their eye. The conservative woman paradox, Stephen New York says... The ideology of conservatism, as I understand it, is being resistant to change. After all, to conserve means to protect from harm, as in to keep things as they are. As I ponder that definition, I never could understand a conservative woman. If a woman were conservative 100 years ago, it strikes me she'd want to conserve how things were. Marge and Boobs Boebert wouldn't be where they are had we conserved the way things were 100 years ago. A conservative woman, 100, well, let's see, 100 and, let's say 105 years ago, would have been stridently opposed to women having the right to vote, and let us remember that black men in the days in in, in, in you know freedmen, formerly enslaved, got the right to vote during Reconstruction, and not so much as a passing thought to. Any woman, black, white, indigenous, nothing. You know, because they're too emotional. That's usually one. They're hysterical. Ultimately, like so many grifts uh, on that side of the aisle, I'm thinking about, you know, constitutional originalism, for instance. By the way, the Supreme Court opened their October today. First Monday in October. It's a great movie by that name, by the way. Walter Matthau and I think Jill Clayburgh were in it. Pretty good flick. And as as will always be the case, every time a new Supreme Court term opens, something wicked this way comes. This uh, the 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 leading light on this on, in this term is the. Uh, Moore versus United States case, in which people who are pals, dear friends of Sammy Badbreath, and particularly the most crooked man in the history of the Supreme Court of the United States, Clarence Pubes on the Coke can, Fappy Thomas, will be uh, heard. Moore versus United States, well... It seeks to preemptively prevent the government from being able to impose a wealth tax with potential far reaching implications for constitutional governance they will also hear a challenge to the existence of the Consumer Financial Protection Board which finance experts have said outright could throw the entire world into a global depression and we're supposed to trust our most puissant dread sovereign supreme catholic majesties to get that one right something wicked this way comes imagine says Darlene in Connecticut if Kamala wore booby booberts booby dress to a showing of beetle juice on a nice evening out with Doug oh my god the maggots would be shrieking to impeach her next while at the same time jacking off in private who's that maggot behind the curtain iron curtain corn pone curtain yeah Darlene Because it's in their nature. It's who they are. Yeah. Let alone, let alone corn shucking, shucking the corn. That's an image that's just unfortunately staying with me. Who said that on Friday? And uh, yeah, while well, we uh, – it's Moran Monday, so we're just going to have some Marge sightings. It, it can't be helped. But we've got some other Morans. Uh, what's her name? Victoria Spartz. Uh, she's being she's being petulant. Imagine that. Ralphs. Moore versus the United States. Brought to you by Leonard Leo and Harlan Crow. Yeah, Lee Lee. Uh, Marge. I mentioned the fire alarm thing. Yeah, Marge wrote, fire alarm's going off in Cannon, Cannon House office building. And, well, George Conway was right there waiting and said, yeah, those dang Jews playing with their space lasers again. Yeah, she's she's never going to get away from the Jewish face lasers. At least I hope not. And uh, for this Moran Monday, a nomination uh, from the journalism sector for ABC News, I, and it's more about the headline than whatever's in the body of the uh, of the piece. It's just so clearly anti-union, which means anti-working people. That, well, I mean, ABC's not even trying to trying to hide it, I guess. Headline, Auto workers' strike has cost U.S. economy nearly $4 billion, report says. The UAW strike is expanding. And it's expanding because, well, uh, Mary Barra and General Motors are being stubborn. Progress is being made with Ford and, uh, what is it, Salantis, the holding company-owning Chrysler, Dodge, Ram, Jeep. A research firm in Michigan produced the report. Uh, ABC doesn't bother to tell us which way it's aligned. The Anderson Economic Group The first two weeks of the strike cost workers $325 million in lost wages and a billion dollars in manufacturing declines at the big three. And uh, taken all together, they say that nearly $4 billion in economic losses have occurred over the first two weeks, counting suppliers, dealers, consumers... But the bottom line is, the auto workers have not cost the company money. The company has cost the company money. They did not have to let it get to this. That it got to this was a matter of their own choosing. Because they did not want to share the vast profits that they've been raking in and which working people have created for them. And I want to see a resurgence, and I think we all do in this community. I want to see a resurgence of the power of labor, because the the, the capital class, the corporate class, the coupon clippers and shareholders and, uh, and 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 boardroom executives apparently are incapable of understanding anything except economic force. if those big three really wanted to get back to work all they have to do is meet the modest requests and they are modest of the United Auto Workers yeah Steve points out, $4 billion cost on the economy in the context of a more than $20 trillion economy, that ain't shit, even if it's true. Were it true, I'd be for vacuuming it out of Elon Musk's bank account. That. Shake it out of his sofa cushions. And he's, he, he's, he's, pl- he's trying to play play cute and tough guy. It takes a lot for a guy who immigrated to the United States. It takes a lot of chutzpah, brass, for a guy who immigrated to the United States to go down to the Texas-Mexico border and blather on and on about illegal immigrants. Once again, I wish this program had a little more reach because uh, because the hashtag deport Elon would have long since been trending I'm sorry I'm still, not, I'm still not okay I'm not okay with the fact that he supplanted his judgment for that of the executive branch of the United States government in uh, which is tasked with making foreign policy And Leon Scum, really, it, it's, it's, it's hard not to just be brutally honest uh, about Leon Scum. The noted words of that sage, Professor S- Spicoli, come to mind.
0: You dick!
2: Because now, according to uh, a published report... This shitbird, this shitweasel, this pissant has decided to start trolling Volodymyr Zelensky. He posted a picture on uh, Shitter of Volodymyr Zelensky and captioned it when it's been five minutes and you haven't asked for a billion dollars in aid an aid to President Zelensky uh, Mikhail Podolyak responded any silence or irony towards Ukraine today is a direct encouragement of Russian propaganda that justifies mass violence and destruction Meanwhile, the speaker of the uh, Ukrainian parliament, uh, Ruslan Stefanchuk, decided to troll right back and mocked Leon Scum's attempt to, in his words, conquer space because of Leon's dick rockets, uh, rapid unplanned disassembly. Now he laughed, but you know he he, he ruined pe- the, the the foundations of people's houses and the like. And I saw that picture of of Leon Scum at the border, wearing a black ten gallon cowboy hat, and I, I I thought of the immortal words of that great golfer brought to national prominence by the legendary journalist Les Nesman as Chai Chai Rodriguez Chichi Rodriguez who would miss a putt get angry with himself and declare big hat big cattle no big hat big gun no goddamn cattle and there he was big hat big ego <sighs> big bank account no damn cap hashtag deport Elon and what and, and, and what Ukraine said back is true as long as this kind of dis- disunity exists here with dirtbags like Leon Scum actively encourage, uh, uh, encouraging Mother Russia, well, the reputation of the United States and our NATO allies is at risk. it's ugly it's vulgar and so sometime this week if he hasn't filed it already Matt it just gates worse who transferred money to an underage sex worker on Venmo and left it public? Well, he he, he thinks he's going to uh, unseat Kevin McCarthy. And oh, the weekend, he was going hither and thither on an ego-boosting tour. And the best thing that could possibly happen is enough people get disgusted with him to put together two-thirds of the House and just bounce his ass out of Congress. Over at USA Today, Ingrid Jacques said yeah, he's basically become the most obnoxious member of Congress that's a that's a uh, title held by previous obnoxious members of Congress like Louis Asparagus Gohmert and Steve Cantaloupe's King Texas and Iowa respectively Ingrid Jacques went on and said perhaps Gates needs a refresher course in math Because he doesn't appear to understand that unless Republicans work together, given their small majority, their ability to do anything in a divided government is nil. Uh, Mike Mike Lawler, a Republican from New York, is getting more and more disgusted with Gates. And they point to one person, you know... You know that old saying about when you point your finger at one person, there are four, uh, there, are, uh, three others pointing back at you. That's not the case with the maggots in the house, because you need all your fingers and your thumb, thumbs, just to point out the people who are trying, uh, trying, trying to, trying to ruin, ruin this country. Uh, there's Matt Gates to point out. There's. there's Marginal Trailer Queen, Ralph Norman, Andy Biggs, Paul Gosar, the Demon de- Dentist of the Desert. There's um, Clanny Granny, Booby Bobert. I confess, I'm jealous. Never mind. But the fact of the matter is. Uh, as Ingrid, Ingrid Jock pointed out, if Gates is able to get a vote to fire McCarthy to the House floor, it'll be telling how Democrats handle it. It takes only a simple majority to oust the Speaker, and it would take Democratic votes to do so, since Mike McCarthy has wide support among Republicans. And and it, why wouldn't he? He's like a he's like a neglectful parent. Lets them do whatever they want right down to letting him put his balls in an old pickle jar and stick it it in the back of uh, Marge's fridge. One of the things that happened in the Senate was a letter of decidedly serious tone in which uh, the Senate pointed out That they expect a Ukraine aid package to be forthcoming. And that may be part and parcel of the price of Democrats deciding to step in and save Kevers McCarthy's bacon. He has to know, he absolutely certainly must know that he remains Speaker. Only by the good graces of Hakeem Jeffries and the Democratic Caucus, and there there is a there's enough of a, there's enough of a majority in the House to pass Ukraine aid, and certainly in the Senate. And this is another classic case of what I have identified in the past as the Arafat Rule. Be careful of who you want to get rid of, because almost always what comes after is even worse. And I call it the Arafat Rule because Israel hated Yasser Arafat, finally managed to get rid of Yasser Arafat, and got Hamas. which has been decidedly more of a thorn in the Israeli side. This is not Thursday. This is Monday. Ingrid Jock said, uh, do do the Democrats really want to risk what may happen if McCarthy's fired? Who else may they have to work with? Gates? Marge? Oh, well played, Matt. Bobert Boobs. Reaching back into the past of this program, almost three, well, about two and a half years. Them's fake boobs. Yes. (laughs) Oh, God. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for remembering. I love the thought of all the little chuckles that go on out uh, uh, out there as we get through each and every day and deal with the madness and the meanness by having little giggles of our own. That, was fake babes. that remains one of the greatest stories of my early transition, of my whole transition, for that matter. And somehow or another, by the way, we have crossed into the second hour of the program. Somehow or another, we have managed to go into an, an entire hour without talking about Nitwit Nero uh, in court today. I was wrong. See, that this happens from time to time on this program. I'm not afraid to say I was wrong. I expected Nitwit Nero to stay home until such time as he was subpoenaed. I did not expect him to be in court today. Maybe, maybe it has something to do with the way New York civil law works. But lo and behold, he, as well as uh, Nitwit Jr., Trader Tot, and Eric the Dumber, Ooty and Cooty, as it were, all showed up today for court. And Nitwit, uh, he, Nitwit Nero gave us a taste of oh, no, not it. Let's not say that. It's the dinner hour in the central daylight time zone. Um, He gave us an idea of what it will look like. when Nitwit Nero has to sit at a table in his criminal trials for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. It was so bad that at one point in time, CNN, uh, well, he... uh, He stepped out and knit what Nero did and started barking and grunting in, 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 at the cameras. And CNN just cut away. It was, uh, Well, helpful because they said he had turned it into a campaign, a campaign event. In a word, he threw a fit. And even before, even before the, uh, the courthouse opened, uh, over on my filthy morning habit, they knew exactly what he was up to and what he was going to do. He spoke to the, an, an, an assembly of the faithful, mouthwalkers and knuckle breathers in California, and nobody should be surprised at this point about how low he can go and how ugly he can be. But something that I've pointed out on this on, on this program a number of occasions, it's not so much that he's going to be ugly and vulgar. It's the extent to which the people who gather to, uh, to, to, to listen to it uh, guffaw and cheer as he does so
1: his criticisms of Chairman Milley, who is now the outgoing chair of staff, who of course he has suggested should be uh, executed uh, for treason. He has talked again about his ongoing criminal trials uh, to the point where, as we'll get into later this morning, Jack Smith's team is re-upping its request for a somewhat of a gag order uh, to keep Trump from doing so. He has again suggested that the process of the, former, of the coming election could be rigged and the only way he could lose. So it is more right. of the same rhetoric from Donald Trump in an overheated uh, and in perhaps, as you say, more unhinged way as pressure seems to be building, not just in all of these uh, criminal cases, but this week he's likely yeah. scheduled to be appearing in the Manhattan courtroom and he may lose his entire business. Well, and you, and you know, Mika, there are two, two specific things he did where he mocked and ridiculed Paul Pelosi uh, and laughed about it, had it told jokes about it, uh, and the sickness was of course that he's doing that uh, mocking and ridiculing an eighty two year old man that had a break-in in his house and had a hammer uh, slammed into his head and and just just the just the worst uh, just a nightmare for any family and uh, the Republican leader is mocking and ridiculing an 82-year-old man who was a victim of political violence. And again, here's the sick part. Really sick. Sick parts. There are a lot of sick parts, but the sickest part is the crowd was laughing along to the joke. You know, Uh, it used to be that you would tell political jokes, you know, self-deprecating political jokes, and then my... Daughter walked up to me and said, blah, blah, blah. They like would pop up, put a pin in the politician and everybody would laugh, go, oh, he's just a regular guy. He's one of us here in Donald Trump's Republican Party. An 82 year old man having his home broken into by just a deranged attacker and then getting hit in the head repeatedly by a hammer. That's first of all a politician's punchline, but again, just showing how sick this MAGA crowd has gotten. They're laughing in the audience, yeah. And 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 on top of that, you know, he he's he's the light talking goes about. goes on. You got to do these mother blankers, like he's yeah. he's he's talking. You know, I, I don't know if he thinks he's like a rapper now, but, but again, this is, and these are people that say, oh, we're upright Christians, we support Donald Trump, and we're, yeah, they support violence, and they want their kids going around saying the things that Donald Trump says. I don't think so. Since I've talked about it so much, let's play it.
5: Together, we will take on the ultra-left-wing liars, losers, creeps, perverts, and freaks who are devouring the future of this state like a swarm of locusts. And we'll stand up to crazy Nancy Pelosi who ruined San Francisco.
2: You feeling ruined, man? How's
5: her husband doing, by the way? Anybody know? And she's against building a wall at our border, even though she has a wall around her house, which obviously didn't do a very good job. What they've done is they've gone after opponents so that if you become president or some other job, but if you become president and you don't like somebody or if somebody's beating you by 10, 15, or 20 points like we're doing with Crooked Joe Biden, let's indict the mother let's indict.
2: Referring to himself as an M.F. The
5: Republican party. They're they're, they're laughing. This
0: is the front runner, and the people in the audience think this is hilarious, and Republicans in Congress, many of them still... Walking the walk for this guy, Caddy Kay, it doesn't look very American. There are other countries that this might look like, but there's a cult-like sense here and definitely an authoritarian one.
6: Look, Donald Trump is still the show. I mean, why... I think something people underestimated back in 2016 when he ran was his ability to kind of combine his celebrity entertainment quality with a smattering of politics and a little bit of policy that the base Mm -hmm. of the Republican Party liked. But key to it is this is is his ability kind of to shock the crowd, to make them feel he's saying things that, you know, they would like to say, but didn't feel they could. And it's a rerun of all the things that he did in 2016 when he did it in 2016. differences. That was the first time he had done it. Uh, Now he's still doing the same thing. I mean, you listen to that and it's a bit like a Trump rally from 2016. There's less kind of entertainment factor. Perhaps there's a little bit less humor. It's a bit darker. It's a bit more American Carnage style, but he's rerunning the same stories. I mean, he's he's going back over the even in that speech in California, he went back over the 2020 was stolen, election was rigged idea. And you wonder when that starts playing in front of a general election audience, which you know we're almost there. He's almost just running a general election at this point. How how, how does it still work this time around? Once the whole country yeah. is used to it, and we're looking for the policies for the future and some inclination of what a second term would look like, and there isn't very much of that.
1: Yeah, except he, this time he's saying "mother effer," uh, right? Yeah. And most mo- most importantly, this time he's he's now so desperate to up the the heat, up the temperature, up the calls for political violence that he's mocking and ridiculing an 82 year old man getting beaten up, and the audience is laughing along.
0: No.
2: Yeah. Fill the fatted calf. The prodigal son is home. It's... But then again... Uh he 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 did he went he went he went on a he went on a um he had a hissy outside the courthouse he said
3: this case is a continuation of the single greatest witch hunt of all time
2: and said you know you don't want to hmm he said of the judge in his case who will determine the damages he has to pay, he said uh, Justice Arthur Engoron is
3: a rogue judge. And accused Attorney General Letitia James of being a racist attorney general, at a horror show. This whole case is a scam and a sham. And it's entirely too complicated to even
2: try to think about telling him or explaining to him that it is physically impossible for her to be a racist. In order to be a racist, the the, the first requirement is that you be a part of the dominant racial class who builds the structure. Now, he could conceivably say, in his opinion, that she is a bigot. I don't think she is. I think she is applying the law in the way that she took her oath to do so. But Ruth Ben-Ghiat at NYU, uh, she, she teaches history and Italian studies, uh, and she said, The witch-hunt victimhood rhetoric is part of the authoritarian playbook and was, is used by the following corrupt leaders, Mussolini, Hitler, Berlusconi, Erdogan, if extended to the whole country being victimized, add Putin, she, and more. And then Federico Finkelstein, who teaches at New York's New School, said fascist lies are about the projection onto others of what fascists are do. Trump today, as usual, displayed his wannabe fascist mindset. Then there was Sherilyn Eiffel, former president and director of counsel of the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. She said, uh, So he's in the courthouse calling the judge a rogue and calling the prosecutor racist, not on the steps outside the courthouse, bad enough, but inside the very courthouse. At some point in time, God let it be so. He will finally run up against a situation that he can't get out of by by, 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 by bellowing and interrupting. Excuse me. Excuse me. That's interesting. Subject line, swarm of locusts. Didn't the Hutus who worked Radio Rwanda call Tutsis cockroaches? Didn't Hitler call the Jews rats? And now the
3: ultra-left is like a swarm of locusts.
2: Yeah, Kim, in New York. Hi, Kim. Then it's part and parcel of... of It's It's all either projection or confession. And there's uh, uh, John in Central PA. They're Nazis, plain and simple. They're evil. The depths of their depravity is not linear, it's exponential. They're laughing about a man almost being killed on behalf of that orange pile of excrement. I agree wholeheartedly. The question, however the question becomes one of what does it mean for our country. One asshole is just an asshole but an asshole with a massive following of brown shirts and brown skirts becomes an existential threat to our attempt to have something resembling democracy. How much damage can they do? And then there's this. Uh, Hold on. Uh, uh, Lou in PA says, I took it to be what he thought was a clever tie-in to the Bible in a rural farm state. Well, maybe the farm part of rural part of California. We tend not to think of that. But it is. There are parts. But they are, you know, locusts are less than human, decidedly non-human. And rule one for a uh, rule rule one for a rising fascist is to dehumanize the opponent. it's ever so much easier to harm people if they're not really people if they're not even human you know locusts oh uh, Stephen New York has awarded a cowbell to John in Central PA for the depths of their depravity is not linear it's exponential I thought that was terribly smart myself I agree. I, I, I concur Steve, I concur. That's the thing, Ralph. Uh, Ralph's asked Does Donnie just not understand that one doesn't insult the judge? Apparently, his lawyer can't get that through his spray tan. Oh, he glowered. And, and, and nudged his lawyer and sat there shaking his head from time to time. And he went off on the guy who is going to determine the damages. And this trial is expected to go on until possibly December. The amount of data that that means will be presented Is stunning to p- uh, contemplate all those numbers. We will at some point hear that he sought to inflate his value because he wanted to go higher. I mean, this is this is this is an indication of just what a broken and toxic person he is. He was He was willing to lie and fudge the numbers about the value of, of his properties upward because he wanted to be higher on the Forbes list of wealthiest people. you know I, I, could, I think I could understand it better if he came from some sort of circumstances where he would get all uh, scarlet O'Hara and say, "I will never be hungry again. I get that my parents were depression-era children and they had a child's vivid recollection of those hard times and so when they finally got to a point where the house was paid off and everything else sometimes they would go driving through the new subdivisions and say oh and you know, my dad would say oh Margaret that would be wonderful be nice and my mother would agree and then they would sit and they would talk and I was in the back seat for a lot of these yeah but we don't have any debt everything's paid for we own it and we wouldn't ha- and, and and we'd have to worry about a mortgage all over again and because of the trauma of growing up poverty-stricken, they wouldn't even take steps to take a little more joy in their own lives because their joy was knowing that if something awful happened, they would still have a roof over their heads. I can understand a person who wants to be thought of more highly because they have been poor. but in, in, in Tangerine Tiberius's case it is simply because he sees it as a means not so much of aggrandizing himself but denigrating others It's horrible just horrible and dumb Uh, Steve in New York, Billable Rick, anybody who's practiced law, you've probably had one of those come-to-Jesus moments with your client, where you just, you know, you're being paid for your time and your advice, and you just have to tell them how it is and how to behave, is his are his pettifoggers just afraid to do that is he simply beyond their ability can he simply not take counsel but he's gonna sit there for a uh, month for two months And he came apart today. And this is stuff regarding money, which of course is his God. What's he going to do when people he knew, people he trusted to the extent that he trusts anyone, what's he going to, it's not going to be, again, it's not going to be Democrats testifying, it's not going to be those, locust liberals testifying, against him, and documenting, his myriad, assaults on the concept of, law, and its application to him, it'll be Republicans, Republicans, He'll be shrieking on the first day in Georgia, on the first day in DC, and the first day in Florida, and the first day in the Southern District of New York. I I may be wrong. But I think we are on the verge of seeing something that will be historic. a former president of the United States, going full Captain Queeg in a courtroom. Because, you see, unlike... uh, And and particularly with, with this trial that opened today, you see, he cannot refuse to take the stand if he is subpoenaed, if he is called to testify. And in a criminal trial, especially in the presence of a jury... If a defendant takes the fifth, well, the jury will be instructed that they are to draw no inference from that. That he has an absolute right to to refuse to testify based on the Fifth Amendment to the Constitution of the United States. It is not the same in a civil proceeding. If he gets on the stand and refuses to testify, takes the fifth, the judge in that case is allowed to make an inference that had he truthfully testified, he would have wound up confessing to the matters alleged. And so naturally he's barking and grunting about how uh, he's going to
3: fight for my name and my reputation. But he'll at some point
2: he'll have to commit perjury if he testifies. I don't know if his lawyers have explained to him just how much trouble he's in. It is, of course, a civil suit. And being a civil suit, it is amenable to a settlement where he agrees to pay X amount of dollars and the case goes away and he does not have to admit liability. And the court system has a preference for settlements. I haven't seen any. I haven't seen any stories that indicate that that's the case here. That Letitia James's AG office has made a proffer for settlement, or that his lawyers have reached out and said, "Yeah, let's just. Yes, yeah, so let me give you a buck and a quarter." No but it is possible but given that the baseline is two hundred and fifty million dollars in judgment he really can't settle can he because even though the document would say it's not an admission of liability
3: for a man who says, I always win, you're gonna go so sick of all the winning
2: It would be a total invalidation of his his entire <clears throat> brand. <clears throat> so it's uh it's it's a hell of a box that he's in. And to the extent that I said that uh, he's losing it and we will see him lose it completely, he'll make Captain Quig and Colonel Jessup uh, look like pillars of sanity. Uh, as of yesterday, he's continuing his outrage against electric cars now he's mad at electric boats i mean i wonder if he i wonder if he knows that the shipyard where submarines were built are built is referred to as an electric boat shipyard because Submarines are. Even if they're nuclear powered subs, the nuclear power is going to generate electricity as opposed to burning fuel oil or coal or wood. A diesel train, I don't know if Jessica's listening, but uh, a diesel train is basically not running, it's not per se. The diesel engines directly running the train. The diesel engines are running generators that power the train. I guess he wants to go back to um, you know, the you know Casey Jones and driving that train high on cocaine. He's nuts. And the people around him must surely know it. How could they not? Or then again, is that... No, I'm wrong. They're members of a cult, and the dear leader is never wrong in the cult. But still, the followers of one another dear leader well even though their dear leader hated smoking they had cigarettes and matches in their pockets previously he said that wind turbines in the ocean chop whales into chutney as though he gives up about whales Oh, wait. No, well, thank you, Ralphs. That's, that's really helpful. Ralphs serving as the Horn ad hoc uh, Trump settlement negotiations research department. I, I missed that one. Uh, well over a year ago, uh, Letitia James rejected a settlement offer from the Trump organization. But of course, those those uh, settlement negotiations can always continue, and sometimes cases are settled in the midst of trial. Uh, back to the Forbes list, Lee in New York says, uh, "Oh, Robin, don't you get it? The fake ha- the fake-haired fraudster has ego."
3: He has to be Bigley, the smartest, the most fit, tall, with the best words, and a very big brain. I know. I know.
2: Yeah, I did. uh, Irish Dave sending along. uh, CNN cuts off cuts off Trump for holding campaign event at New York courthouse. as he began to rant John Berman at CNN said I think we know now for sure this is a campaign event for Donald Trump more than a legal proceeding yes he's going to walk into that courtroom but it does appear that what actually takes place in the courtroom in the next few minutes may be incidental compared to what he feels he can get out of it for campaign purposes and MSNBC cut away too They're they're learning. Glory. Plavio says, Nothing that Trump does is fortuitous. Absolutely nothing. He went to that specific gun store in Palmetto State, uh, the Palmetto State Armory in South Carolina stand because he knew the Jacksonville shooter bought his guns there and he knew his audience knew he bought his guns there. As Lucian Truscott writes in his Substack, Trump knew this. And he also knew that memories of his racist base voters are just as strong and their racist emotions are just as raw, waiting for him to signal that he's with them. So there he stood in Palmetto State Armory, handling a special edition Glock with his name and likeness engraved into the plastic handle and slide of the gun. Do you have any idea why he wore that blue tie today instead of the red one? I don't. I don't. I I did notice it, but I don't know. Um, Flavio adds, I laughed at a headline this morning. Josh Marshall was writing about the additional arguments Jack Smith adduced to the Trump-tailored gag order request. And the headline in Talking Points Mello's morning briefing was, Jack Smith goes hard after Trump for his non-stop threats. I laughed and thought to myself, I'll believe it when he's thrown in the clink and his phone's taken away from him. I think... It- I think Jack Smith is making his case. Don't be such a cynic, Flavio. And if he was subject to pre-trial detention, he would have an ankle monitor on. And because he is running for president, the ankle monitor would continue to monitor him as he uh, gets in, he's busted up, broke down, uh, couldn't find, uh, finally found an engine for it uh, somewhere in a swamp in Florida, Boeing jet. Because, to, because not doing so would jeopardize the judgment, would jeopardize the verdict. So, um, Leticia, not Leticia, uh, Tanya Chuck, can, like I said last week, is going to put up with a lot. In order to protect the integrity of any future verdict, and she is right in doing so. But in filing in filing these motions, these requests, Jack Smith, in, uh, for his part, is making sure that the judge, who is duty bound to be neutral in this matter, knows X, damn exactly what he's up to. But like I said, he's coming apart. The, 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 the ramblings of your drunk old uncle at the Thanksgiving table next month will seem sane by comparison.
5: I asked at the boat, or I said, so, so let me ask you, let's say your boat goes down and I'm sitting on top of this big powerful battery And the boat's going down. Do I get electrocuted? And he said, you know what? Honestly, nobody's ever asked me that question. But if I'm sitting down and that boat's going down and I'm on top of a battery, and the water starts flooding in, I'm getting concerned. But then I look 10 yards to my left and there's a shark over there. So I have a choice of electrocution or shock You know what? I'm going to take electrocution. I will take electrocution every single time. Do we Slurring
2: agree? Swearing
5: now. I will take electrocution. But these people are crazy.
2: I will take electrocution. But at least we know he'd rather be electrocuted than eaten by a shark. Then again, I don't think. I don't think a shark would eat it. With Nero, professional courtesy. And by the way, Lee in New York, pointing out with regard to what's going on in uh, in the civil trial. From ElectoralVote.com yesterday, Lee highlights a comment from someone in LA who said, "I'm very surprised that the remedy that Judge Arthur Engoron ordered for the Trumps hasn't gotten more attention. He put all the corporate defendants and any other entity controlled or beneficially owned by any of the individual defendants into receivership and canceled their New York business licenses. They cannot legally operate now without court oversight." This is an aggressive and unusual move and one that reflects the court's finding that fraud is ongoing and the folks at the helm can't be trusted to run those companies honestly. The appeals court quickly denied Trump's motion for a stay, in part because Trump could attempt to move assets from those entities during a stay, making a judgment impossible to satisfy. As you'll recall, the judge appointed the Honorable Barbara Jones as an independent monitor when the court granted the preliminary injunction to ensure no fraud took place while the case was pending. In his order, the judge noted that Jones reported that even with the PI in place, defendants have continued to disseminate false and misleading information while conducting business. So a court order wasn't sufficient to keep them from committing fraud. The court had no choice then but to cancel their certificates so they can't legally do business at all, and that order goes into effect immediately. The parties were ordered to provide names of potential receivers within 10 days, and in the meantime, Jones will continue to monitor the business activities to ensure compliance with the order. Once a receiver is appointed, that person has the power to sell any of the assets to satisfy a judgment. It's clear the media doesn't grasp how significant this is. The receiver takes control of all aspects of the operations. The owner no longer has any rights to any part of those businesses. It's no wonder Trump is furious. This hits him where it hurts. I suspect that the next news item from this case will be a contempt hearing for Trump violating the court's order and trying to hide his assets. Of course, because he thinks he's Rollo Tomasi, the guy who always gets away with it. But he may have finally gotten to a point where he can't. And for my purposes, I think it is extra double plus good that this extends to his his vulgar gits. At least, you know, Nitwit Jr. and Eric the Dumber, Udi and Cootie, Davis and Butthead because it means that they're going to be hard-pressed to run the grift once he's gone. Uh, Ralph says, I'll bet $5 that Donnie's going to exit before the end of the month. Y'all contribute to the horn. Thank you, Ralphs. We've only got 100 bucks to do this evening. That's fantastic. Thank you so much to Max for taking up two, uh, taking care of two-thirds of Bruce and Karen's memorial challenge. They'd be tickled. So, um, thank you, Ralphs. Putting a fin on Donnie's end. I wonder if they would take that bet in a betting parlor, say, somewhere in London. They'll they'll take a bet on anything. Lee continues, indicted Idiot's mental failure, it's obvious the cheeseburger is slipping off the bun. That's good. Did you know it's always a good practice? I, I just learned this, and I tried it, and it worked out. Most people, when they get a hamburger, they pick it up as it's presented, with the rounded top up and the flat bottom down. But if you eat it bottom side up, it tends tends to fall apart less often because the bigger side, the, 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 the rounded bottom, maintains its integrity through the biting process. And now you know. Flavio warning Trump, he's crazy like a fox, is what I'm saying. We mock him at our peril. The joke will be on us if we don't take this man deadly seriously. See the performance, say it with a French accent. Performance. It's not for us, it's for his maggot base. Sure it is. And just because we mock him doesn't mean we aren't taking the potential seriously. And there's a reason for further consume, uh, concern. Uh, there was an, um, there's an announcement expected, and it's pretty much not uh, not a secret rotted fk pissing and moaning and whining that he is being mistreated by the democratic party whose candidacy would end with a biden victory in the in the in the primary and in a video on uh, he put up on the YouTube. He said, uh, "I'll be speaking about a sea change in American politics. Join me for a major announcement in Philadelphia on October 9th. And he will be lambasting. Here we go again. I just love it when a I just love it when a Kennedy quotes uh, or or favorably adopts the. Philosophy of Strom Thurmond and George Wallace and Ralph Nader. Corruption in both parties. How are we going to win against the established Washington interests? It's not through playing the game. So what he's going to do is he's going to announce that he's running as an independent. A third party Spoiler. And, of course, he's running to siphon votes away from Joe Biden. That's why he's a piece of shit. He's running to hurt America. He's already proven that with his bizarro world anti-vax status. And he said that the Democratic Party has essentially merged into one unit. And that the Biden campaign isn't going to, isn't giving him a fair shot in the nominating contest. Well, that's not the Biden campaign's job. The Biden campaign's job, dumbass, is to beat your ass and win. And here we are again. Now, granted... Uh, this story comes from Reuters, but this is not this is this is an utterly unnecessary paragraph. Democrats have expressed concern that any third-party bid could draw votes away from Biden, 80, who faces concerns about the economy and his age in an expected rematch against the Republican frontrunner and presumed nominee Trump, 77. To the extent that these concerns exist, it is because the multi-millionaire for-profit media and wire services like Reuters are constantly making it an issue. It isn't one. I'm so tired of this. It is not an issue. Even if, God forbid... He shuffled off this mortal coil. That's why we have a vice president and a 25th Amendment. The elevation of the vice president to the presidency, either temporarily or permanently, has been done. When old 666 himself, Ronald Wilson Reagan got shot in 1980, 81, I'm sorry, got shot in 1981. We were immediately told that even though Alexander Haig said, I'm in in charge here now, that in fact, for a brief period of time, while he was in surgery, George H.W. Bush was the acting president of the United States, and it was the same way. Every time he, Reagan, got the steel eel and got his colon polyps trimmed. And every time subsequent presidents have gone in for anything that would require them to be unconscious. But you can't get, you cannot get the for-profit media To stop advancing for reasons I do not understand. This notion that somehow or another a man who gives good speeches, who who seems hale, seems hardy. Who doesn't do an iota of the crazy old dude shit that nitwit Nero does. That his age is somehow an issue. He has the best medical care on planet Earth. One of the things that comes out of uh, Cassidy Hutchinson's book is the fact that Nitwit Nero was literally near death from COVID, and that they had to jack him up, said up, with steroids. And that's why he that, that, that's 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 why he behaved like he did uh, when he finally uh, came back to the White House and breathed all over everybody. And of course, this country would have gone batshit if he had died in office. They would have sworn that he was assassinated by Anthony Fauci. Or that the vaccine killed him. It's just...
3: And he ain't in good shape.
2: I mean, I think we could put this whole thing to bed. I'm being a bit... facetious here. But we could put this whole thing to bed... By, by by letting Joe Biden say, okay, fine, here, let's finish, let's let's just let's just be done with this bicycle race. Because assuming nitwit Nero could even get on one, he couldn't he 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 couldn't make it a hundred feet. And Biden could then get off of his bike and say, "Okay, just re-inaugurate me now." Uh, Stephen New York says uh, Kennedy. When I hear Kennedy, I definitely think outsider and anti-establishment. <laughs> okay. Yeah, not yeah. Nothing says political outsider like he's not. A, I mean, not talking about. But he's not aging well. You see, you see photos of him. You see how sallow he looks. He's not okay. But nobody's barking about his age, even though, well, he's in his upper sixties. Um. Uh, Flavio, RFK Jr., Qua Independent. Some people on MSNBC have been saying that's good news since most Republican Fox viewers like him would vote for him and would siphon votes away from Trump, not Biden. What about Cornel West? Maybe he's more worrisome? As Montaigne would say, uh, What do I know? I weiß not know. Lee, and it went Nero on a bicycle. Poor bicycle. Yeah, to take one of those. We, we've got them around here. They've got bicycles, you know, especially for, like, really rough trail riding with huge, fat tires. He'd need one of those in about a 27-inch uh, diameter wheel. Old Presidents, Lee says, uh, every president since Richard Nixon and every vice president since Nelson Rockefeller either lived into their 90s and or is still alive today. Another way to look at the data is to note that Biden and Trump were born in the 1940s. There were seven presidents or vice presidents born in the 1940s. Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, Trump, Biden, Dan Quayle, Al Gore, and Dick Cheney. And all of them are still alive. Although in Dick Cheney's case, it did require... Uh, mugging some poor soul in an alley and tearing his heart out. <sighs> and again, best medical care known to human uh, humanity. And Jimmy Carter turned 99 this weekend. Bless him, that good, good man. The oldest, pre- uh, the, the 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 oldest ex president this nation has ever known. Uh, Kennedy is on steroids, according to Stephen New York. Chris Lavoie on Stephanie's show says he sees Kennedy at the gym all the time and he has the roid look. You know what? That is the roid look. Gross. Um... Jude says, rereading The Cult of Trump by Stephen Hassan. This writer has been captured into the Moonies quite some time ago, hence he has dedicated his walk to help others caught in such a razor-sharp trap of jaded reality. In referring to what you're talking about, Robin, and the focus on Trump's enemies, page 60. A former White House aide, Cliff Sims, reveals in his memoir, Team of Vipers. Soon after becoming president, Trump summoned him to help draw up a list of staffers he thought could not be trusted. I was sitting there with the president, basically compiling an enemies list, but these enemies were within his own administration. If it had been a horror movie, this would have been the moment when everyone suddenly realized the call was coming from inside the house. Jude says, shivers in reading, the call is coming from within the house. Take care, all. Yeah, and the, you know, the, back when he was still on uh, what was then Twitter, before Leon Scum got hold of it, and made Twitter do the same thing as Dick Rocket did, sudden unplanned rapid sudden unplanned disassembly, because shitter is a mess. he would he would post something and every now and then you know and I was a Twitter nobody and still am but I'd say listen you can't trust anybody Donnie sooner or later they'll all turn on you and you know what Turns out I'm right. How about that? So, like, well, here, wow, two hours into the program. Sometimes these Mondays just fly by. Uh, let's go over to the stress line and see who we've got. Hey, welcome to the program. Hello? Hello. Todd? This
7: would be... How are you doing, Robin?
2: I'm good. Nice weekend. All oh, the weather's been beautiful.
7: Oh. Um, for southern inhabitants such as ourselves, even though you're kind of far away, but it doesn't get better than this.
2: Oh, the sky was just perfect blue with a few cotton cotton balls. get few cotton balls just scattered through. Just gorgeous. It, it, it,
7: you, you want
2: to get with your friend just
7: run, like, be naked in the yard. You know what I'm saying?
2: Now, now. Let's not, it, not go there. It's true. Come on, man. No.
7: It's perfect out. I, well, in my backyard, nobody can see us. Anyway. Hmm. Well, oh yeah, I didn't mean it like that. But uh, I just saying, it's nice when you know. Oh my goodness, it's sleeping weather. It's just nice because the south, you know, the humidity's gone. The insects are subsiding, which is a big deal. Um, so, oh, holy cow, what a big day! But i tuned in late but you know congratulations man that the name luna it's such a beautiful name
2: thank you all, all is, yeah hmm. all of all of uh all of my grand all of my little granddaughters that ha, uh, have first names that start with l
7: there, that's nice
2: can't wait to meet well, her.
7: Mm. i'm going to feed her some mom then mind.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, not yet.
0: But, the, the, the,
2: but the, the, the June bug, uh, the June bug is just, uh, she's she went from crawling to, I mean, she, I don't even think what she's doing now would be, qualify as toddling. She's just more like, you know, walking. Mm-hmm. But uh, the last time I was down there, she had her back to me and I, I walked up and said, Jimbug, hey and she turned around and said hey <laughs> oh I about milk
7: oh my god is, is, that, the, is that the child that was born in New Mexico
2: no no or? no that's my grandson out there this is uh this is Jim she was born on d-day uh, 2020 wow you're fortunate no 22 22. So she is. A, let's see, 20, 13, 14, 15. Yeah, she's coming up on sixteen months. Jeez. She's, my God, we've been talking for years. Yeah. You know, good grief. She's got her daddy's eyes and her daddy's chin, but and and he's got my eyes and my chin. And <laughs> she's a little ginger, like her like her daddy. Uh oh. And her grandma.
7: Showing that Scott Irish, watch out.
2: No, I know, I know. <laughs> oh,
7: man. You, you have
2: know, a good weekend?
7: Uh, you know, it was great. It was absolutely wonderful. Um, cookout. Um, yeah, big cookout. Man, I saw some people I hadn't seen in a long time. And um, you know, it's it just it things are things are getting better. That's all I can say. Good. It, yeah, that's a good thing. It's about time. I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm doing. Yeah, things are getting better. And uh, yeah, so you know, it's really good. Um, better and better than a lot of other people. Uh, I mean, it's hard out here. You know, a lot of people are having a lot of trouble, and and the I had no I had no intention of mentioning this, but you know, the childhood poverty down just shot up because of you know the, the evaporation of the tax credit and uh, the COVID assistance for food. You know, that's like a no-brainer. You see the poverty rate for children go down exponentially, and it's like maybe we shouldn't, you know, cut that. But, you no, know, this this is where we are.
2: Well, you know, uh, Joe to the mansion born said, let them eat brioche and sent tens of millions of American children back into poverty because he was afraid we couldn't afford to let poor children eat. But how many, How many? you know, how
7: many times do we hear, well, you know, the super wealthy you know, probably didn't need any more money. I mean, I don't want to say it like that because that's their money, but I mean, a 20%, a 20% raise, a 20, who gets a 20% raise? I say raise because they're living on interest anyway. So it's, it's a raise. Yeah. So we should all keep that in the back of our mind. A 20%. So if I were, if I were bargaining, if I were up there on the hill, I'd be like, look, We gotta start with 15% cut on what you people just got and then work down to 10. You know, accept 10. You know, give them 10 and then we have to work together and move on because it's a bunch of bullshit. But, um, I guess that requires too much thought. I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, it's funny what you just mentioned about, uh, eyewitness, you know, uh, Cassidy, that young is going to be the death of Trump in addition to this financial stuff. But the financial stuff, we all, I mean, they're finally saying out loud on TV. Everybody in the Northeast knew he was a fraud and a weirdo and lying. Everybody knew that.
2: But doesn't that make it worse, and, Todd?
7: And, yes, it makes it worse. That's white privilege. Yeah, why did they let him skate? And then the Deutsche Bank, we already knew that. Deutsche Bank. And it, you know, they were talking about it on MSNBC this afternoon. And as soon as I was thinking about it, I was like, because, you know, they brought on David K. Johnston, who I guess he was scared of getting sued, you know, because he was so close. He was probably scared of getting sued because he kind of, like, faded out for a while. But every all these books, everything everyone said, you know, and I'm sorry, Middle America, you didn't know, but we kept telling you, yeah, this, this guy's a fraud and a crook and he's been a clown his whole life. And, you know, it's just people just laughed at him, like, this can't be serious. And, um, you know, if we hadn't learned a lesson by now, we need to, uh, and, and now look at the mess we're in. And, um, so, so this firsthand testimony, it's amazing because just like we were thinking when he had whatever treatment he had, you know, the, the mentally fascist, the MILF, when he got on that balcony, it was like, oh, this sucker's jacked up.
2: Oh, he jacked up. You remember that? Oh yeah. Sometimes it's like there's just too much to remember. It's too much. It, it, it,
7: it's almost yeah, like, like they say, the fire hose. Um, and then, and of course, you know, I was suspecting that with uh, with JFK Jr. also because he's got that rage and that he's just so emphatic, you know, like that Royd shit he's it, 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 like he can see it in his eyes and almost like Peter Navarro I, I think maybe they're all in the same little circuit because you know people in the steroids you know just like anything else you know you've got your little network you know and I, I mean that's just that's just what I'm thinking because I know Peter Navarro absolutely acts like that also a little too cocky a little too cocky um, but don't forget Hitler lost tapes
2: don't forget. Yeah, but but the thing is, they you know they read their own press. You know that's that's why that they they got yeah they got cocky.
7: You know, cocky's okay for a few minutes. You know, maybe you to know, help you with stage fright or something. But it it you know it's like te- it's it, it's like adrenaline. It, it fades out. You can't live on that. You know, it'll kill your organs.
2: No, and what happened and, and and what happens when you come down? It's brutal. It can't
7: come down. It can't handle it. They feel crushed.
0: Yeah,
2: Broken. I mean that's 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 why meth does what meth does. Because yeah. you oh my you, you do more to keep. You get to the point where you do more to keep from having to deal with the and and the same thing you know with. Uh, Opioids? After a while, you get to where you don't even get high anymore. But you do get sick as hell if you withdraw. Mm-hmm. Yep. And,
7: you know, there's a reason they say just
0: you
7: know, learn from other people's mistakes unless you unless you were built like that. that you can get through it. And few people are. But, you know... We get through it you can talk about it that's a big deal like you know like I, I told you I, I did the best to met one time one time that was it and I remember Clarence called and he was like yeah you had the monster I mean literally it felt like you were about to come the whole time for like 12 or 14 hours I was like you know what I don't need that Mm-mm. no yeah. So, but this is not about all that. So, you know, you know what? You had the way you talked about the secret sandwich society, Man, those those sandwiches sound delicious.
2: Oh, yeah, and and the sides, you know, the fries, the pimento cheese fries, and then there's another thing: the the blackened grilled Brussels sprouts (sighs) with salt and lemon juice. Already marinated first. I, I don't know oh, okay. what they do. I think they probably they they probably parboil them and then and then split them and grill them.
7: Yeah, that I mean that just sounds amazing. And and probably the type of people that have gravitated toward good food like that, you know, Atlanta's a good company. Usually, usually. Well, yeah, you don't have to worry about any cheeseburgers from uh, McDonald's, like some people. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But, um, so here we are. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to the, the MILF because, you know, that's the biggest thing going on. The mentally ill fascist. Now, now he's not going to make it. He, he's definitely not going to make it. He, he's not going to make it. He, he's going to end up, they're going to have to restrain him. Seriously, I'm not being funny. Um, he's going to act up in the court at some point. And who will have to be taken away. And there'll be some sanctions. Um, his, his whole psyche is breaking down now. Because, you know, he's all about that fake money. Just like his fake gold and his fake fake ass building and his branding. It's like, they don't really own that building. It, he just leases out space so they can slap his name on some shit. And, uh, you know. It's just like paper mache. It rained and the paper mache melted, you know, dissolved. And, uh, just like the wicked witch in the West, you know, he's about to dissolve. And, um, you know, too bad. You know, this has been a long time coming, but cause I can never forget that woman in Atlantic city who she wanted, all she wanted to do was die in her house. That's all she wanted to do. And he wanted to build a crappy ass parking lot next to Taj Mahal. And, you know, everybody knew he was going to bankrupt the place anyway. It was like, you know, what's the point? It's not, it's not going to last. Everybody knew he got money from the mob and that was the whole thing. It's like, going to fall. everybody on the street knew that. Everyone. Everybody knew that. This was common knowledge. I mean, literally, this was common knowledge. It, it, the, bet, the, bet on, the bet with the bookies is how long the place would stay open. That was the bet. The bet on the casino. That was the bet on the casino. How long would it stay open? They didn't clean the place. It was nasty. Oh, my God. It was really? It was like, yes. It was, it was, it was the trashiest. It was. Why would you go there when you go to Caesars and Bally's And now they have oceans. You know, it's still Atlantic City. a little, you know. Let go two blocks in. But, you know, I, I'm up, you know, I'm up, I'm, I'm up visiting a lot. I travel. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's a daggone shame. It, 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 it's just, that was a waste of everybody. But the whole place is kind of a little bit corrupt. But I mean, everybody knew. Everyone knew. Everyone knew. I mean, the carpet in that place. Let me tell you, in fact, last time I was in there, I picked up, I got $20 off the floor. Just, just sitting there, just looking around. I'm like, oh, there's another one. There's another one. And there's like zombies. You know, I go, I go with my $20 roll. And then when it's done, it's done. And, you know, and then we go somewhere else and maybe, maybe back, back or, you know, just eat, you know, and look go to the boardwalk. Um, You know, because it's, I mean I, I mean, I don't know. Some people like to gamble, but I don't know. I, I you have to have a budget. To me. I I don't know. I don't know. no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. But um you know it's interesting though? This is totally different. Um we have two former presidents, right? Um, and and they both have served or both were in different ways Jimmy Carter and Donald Trump Jimmy Carter was president and when he was done after one term what did he do with his life (laughs) he helped people he served He's a real Christian. He served. Habitat. His money where his mouth was. He put sweat equity into building houses and making sure things went right. A neo-fascist. He's going to serve too.
2: He's going to serve. From your mouth to oh, God's he's ears. Going. He. But then, the, I, you know, I just—I guess maybe I was being a little bit flippant when I said "from your mouth to God's ears." But—and this cannot be part of the calculus, Todd. But the question becomes then: What will his ugly little brown shirts and brown skirts do when he enter, if, if if he walks into a, walks into the joint and the door slams shut behind him. I mean, just try, That's what we need to just hug. just trying to imagine the the media circus and how wrong they're probably going to get it. Uh, oh, it make makes my little head hurt, and how violent they can be, mm-hmm. how ugly and desperate. I mean, th- they hunger. For a fascist strongman. As I've said all along, it terrifies me that there may be somebody out there, there is someone out there with ambitions, who will be able to do semi-competently or competently what he was unable to do because he's an idiot and because his ego, his monstrous ego, gets in the way. You know, Hitler and Mm -hmm. Mussolini wound up dead. Francisco Franco kept his head down, ran Spain with an iron fist, and lived into the 1970s. There, uh, the fascist tendency in the Republican Party, again, was not born with Donald Trump, and you know it, Nine Hour. No. It's been there it all along. It's, it's, been, it's been there all along. You know, I could could, 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 could rattle off a number of names. Tom Cotton, Mike Lee, Rafaelito, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha Blackburn.
7: Shoot. I'm not going to say around here. I'm not going to say any
2: names. Monkey Up DeClantis. He's 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 pure straight up fascist. And if next month the Virginia legislature goes to the Republicans in both houses, you will see a, a kinder, gentler, so to speak, uh, monkey up DeClantis emerge in the form of Glenn Youngkin. Youngkin, yeah. Yep. And and that dude has run a hedge fund.
7: So he knows how to work the book.
2: Uh, he knows how to, yeah. Uh, I have some breaking news for us. Uh-oh. Uh, Matt, it just gates worse. Captain Forehead has just filed... That's true. Stephen New York says, don't forget the bravest man in the Senate, yeah, Josh Hall an ass. Uh, but Matt, it just gates worse, has officially filed his privileged resolution to remove Kevin McCarthy. And I don't know how wise it is, but I'm reading some things, seeing some things that say that folks like uh, Ilhan Omar and AOC and Pramila Jayapal, who runs the Congressional Progressive Caucus that has 100 members, have all said uh, that they are disinclined to help Kevin McCarthy. And I saw some things from AOC and Ilhan Omar saying, oh, no, we're going to work with Matt.
7: See, I'm, a, I'm on the latter team. I, I saw that also. But you got a business like professional trust now. What, in other words, you can't have no vacuum. Then government shuts down. Keep him on and work his ass. Because he has to have the Democrats to do anything. He has to. No, no, no. Don't vote him out. Make him earn his money.
2: Make, yeah, make as long as he's in there, these, these maggots will prove that they are incapable of governing. So, according to the Washington Post, uh, <laughs> Uh, the the Captain Forehead said, It's going to be difficult for my Republican friends to keep calling President Biden feeble while he continues to take Speaker McCarthy's lunch money. Members of the Republican Party might vote differently on a motion to vacate if they heard what the Speaker had to share with us about his secret side deal with Joe Biden on Ukraine. I'll be listening. Stay tuned. Yeah, Because this, yeah. this miserable, yellow-bellied coward would shit himself if he got within a a thousand miles of Ukraine would know what to do but he wants to hang innocent men women and children out to dry to have them rolled over by Vlad Putin's army of monsters
7: Oh. It's, oh, you just, yeah. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I really, you know, what's interesting, now There's a, uh, it, it's not a tangent, but you just,
2: you know. And see, there's, there, there's, there's more, there's more here than meets the eye.
7: Because, of course there is an iceberg.
2: Because, yeah, a lot more below the surface. But this privilege, this privileged resolution by being privileged takes precedence over all other business of the house so that means he's basically he, he basically can lock down the house until the motion is dealt with and make sure that we that, that he gets his fondest wish and we have a government shutdown in november instead of on october 1 Because they still have appropriations bills to pass.
7: Of course they do. It, there's work to do. This is just, just I mean, my God, we, you know. Um, well, I mean, this is frankly what was going to happen anyway, because we all knew that uh, he got, McCarthy has been very lucky, I think, so far. So far, he's been lucky. Because he's not bright. I, I'm, I'm not convinced that he's that bright. He's just lucky. Maybe he is, and I don't know it. I, you know, I'm not around him. Maybe, maybe he is, but he definitely Nancy Pelosi. It this is the thing, and this this is what see this is the big tell. And I, I'm not trying to be, I'm not bashing certain um, phenotypes and and, and such. I, I, you know, this is how nasty men are who Bright and competent women. Cause remember, what what other industrialized nation do you know of that has never had a female beer? Everybody else. Our damn the speaker, our last speaker, was so fucking competent, they had to pull her motherfucking ass out of retirement. And she came back still a badass. Cause she knows how to count fucking <laughs> that's, that's your fucking main job is to count the motherfucking vote you don't, you don't bring nothing to the fucking force you already know Just like going to a haunted house with no fucking, no, no nothing going in there naked oh they chopped my dick off oh shit, what, what did you think was going to happen dummy, stupid ass and that's what they hate they don't like smart women and I'm not going to say it's just Castrating white men a lot bitches. of it's white men I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. She is a fucking. They can't stand the fact that that woman is better than anybody else. They pull her out and they hate her. Nancy Pelosi. Well, guess what? She was pretty damn good at what she did.
2: She was the most exceptional speaker that House has had in generations. <laughs> she did, and it, yeah, that's that's why that's why I got so frustrated with you. Know, with the whole you know, Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi did her job. She sent bill after bill after bill after bill that would have been good for the American people over to the Senate, where it died in a pool of blood and dust on Moscow Mitch's desk.
3: So but guess what? She
7: kept her coalition together so that. When she knew it was to be ready, and you so far ready.
2: I am pleasantly surprised by Hakeem Jeffries. Yes. not because I didn't think he was yes. up to the task, but because I thought he was a tad more corporate than I liked. But he you has know, ke- he I'll has he has kept good. he has kept that caucus together. Uh, and and made it possible for the American people to see what a bunch of fuckwits the maggots are. And make no mistake, they're all maggots to one degree or another. There are very few people out there running around and because they're scared of him. They will remain scared of him until such time as he is no longer a threat, and then it'll be 1940 it'll be it'll be june 1945
0: in germany and who? Ah, nah, right.
2: nah never much never thought much of him and some yeah, and, uh, and, and and some people again like what i said some people are speaking up now in a time when um when it does matter i never cared much for john kelly his first and longest-serving chief of staff. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: But he sent a statement to CNN because they asked him if he'd like to comment on some of the stuff that's being said about things that were said behind closed doors. And writing back, John Kelly said, what can I add that has not already been said? A person that thinks those who defend their country in uniform or are shot down or seriously wounded in combat or spend years being tortured as POWs are all suckers? Because there's
3: nothing in it for them.
2: A person that did not want to be seen in the presence of military amputees because it doesn't look good for me. A person who demonstrated open contempt for a gold star family for all gold star families on TV during the 2016 campaign and rants that our most precious heroes who gave their lives in America's defense are losers and wouldn't visit their graves in France. A person who is not truthful regarding his position on the protection of unborn life on women, on minorities, on evangelical Christians, on Jews, on working men and women. A person that has no idea what America stands for and has no idea what America is all about. A person who cavalierly suggests that a selfless warrior who has served his country for 40 years in peacetime and war should lose his life for treason in expectation that someone will take action. A person who admires autocrats and murderous dictators, a person that has nothing but contempt for our democratic institutions, our constitution, and the rule of law, there is nothing more that ca- that can be said. God help us. That's pretty profound stuff. And the same I thing the, so. the same thing applies though that always applies with these people. And yet somehow. He managed to sit there and serve him for years. But then again, I guess it's a good thing that he did because Mark Meadows was perfectly willing to help him foment a coup to overthrow an election and the Constitution of the United States itself.
7: Oh, well, come on. Mark Meadows is worthless. He's... Wait a minute, how many summers, I can, you know, I hadn't thought about that, the, the, the gold medal. I I, rem, I was at, I remember at the beach, it was in the summertime. So how many summers ago was that, like, six summers ago, five, four? It was disturbing. It was absolutely, like, it was shocking to hear him talk about those gold star families like that. It, it, but you see you, you put this all together and then he disgraced the CIA that's fallen CIA agents in front of that wall I mean we have a whole cadre this is what I was going to get to earlier you know um, a whole bunch of Kim Philby's I believe maybe not to that extent but they they're
2: taking nice reference they may
7: not know where that money is coming hey well I appreciate that and I think that's a- a lot of people don't understand. But it ha- it's happened before and it's happening now. It's absolutely happening now. And and I thought about it like this. Let me put it in this context. Um uh like this. Uh I was an early quarter, way early. Like, because I I I was like, I right, am not paying hundred dollars for no cable. I live in a high rise, and I got a good laptop, and it was like that's the first. Um, internet connection. You know, I wasn't nefarious. I wasn't hacking anybody, but, you know, I had free internet. And uh, YouTube, still free. You could always get Fox News free on YouTube. I don't know if it's still like that because I don't bother with it, but, uh, you know, there was live TV on YouTube, but live TV was on CCTV, Chinese television, and RT, Russian television. And RTV was interesting. They were real low-key about what they did. And it, they had some interesting But it dawned on me, it, it was one summer. I had time, on my, it was summertime, so I had some time on my hands. And I, I said, you know, they, these pastoral scenes, these farmers, I said, they're trying to appeal to middle America. They're showing that the Russians are different from me. They have to get up and, then, you know, they go to town and milk their cows. And, they got their farmhouse, they're just like me. You see? And then you interspersed that with a little bit of, you know, Putin propaganda about how he's been, you know, put upon. Because all of a sudden, now, all these, all these Republicans who were during the Cold War, not that long ago, Ronald Reagan, they did who they loved, who they fought for, died for. It's like all the Russians. You know, and it's not the people, it's, it's the government. I get that. But you see, what, but this is a multi-pronged approach and they've won because you still hear these people say, well, we heard about it, Russia, Russia, Russia. Yeah, because it was true. Do you remember Maria Butina? She wasn't can like I hanging around it? with the Democrat. No, she was That's running That's what I'm saying. You don't hear?
2: Yeah. Go ahead. We, no, she, uh, no, she was, uh. Uh, running around with Republicans, and she was up to her eyebrows in uh, the N.R.A.
7: If my memory serves me halfway well, uh, she was the highest-ranking bonafide Russian spy that we had expelled in decades.
2: And we sent her yeah, home. I mean, she
7: was sleeping. We
2: sent her home quickly. With, with all due speed. Well, we made a deal. We made a deal for her to get some of our oh. own back.
7: Okay, well, that's even, And it's funny how Boutina and Putin, Putin, and it's you know he's funny. But you know, remember this woman. This is what this is what you had to explain. I guess to our friends and neighbors um, on the other side. Uh, like, okay, so you love guns, right? Oh, yeah. Well. You know, why did you have a Russian spy in your midst? You know, make them answer the question. I don't know about that. Well, why not? Like, do you still listen to Fox? Did they tell you on Fox that they got sued for almost a billion dollars for lying?
2: Yeah, no. I didn't hear that. No. Oh, I, got something here. Why not? I got something you're going to find interesting. <laughs> why? You're going to. Because you know, oh, no. I, still, I still got I still got my five dollar bet. And by the way, speaking of five dollar bets, uh, Ralph said, "Make me pay because we got a hundred bucks to raise, if possible at all, uh, in about seventeen minutes." You're
7: not a goose egg, or
2: no, 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 no. Well, yeah, we're goose egg for today, but we actually finished September fully funded, which is amazing to me. But wow, we, we have good. we have. Uh, uh, we have Bruce and Karen's Memorial Challenge and if that $100 would come in then uh, we would double the th- three to six thanks to Chris in Germany and Ralph's and a kind anonymous internet friend. Um, so if that happens that would be wonderful it would be great to meet that challenge it's nice to have the monkey off my back for a little bit it feels wonderful but no I've got a, I got a story here that you might find interesting, you know, the Supreme Court went back to work today. Everybody what? hide. <laughs> yeah. Um, and one of the things that they did right off the bat was to uh, uh, reject an appeal from John Eastman. You know, legal genius John Eastman. Oh, uh, he sued, appealed over a suit involving the J. Six Committee, and uh, he was mad because Chapman University, his former employer, handed over archived emails he sent from or to uh, Eastman's account. And so the court heard it, uh, the, the, the petition for certiorari, which is a petition for the court to accept the appeal. Could you repeat that term, please? Uh, petition for certiorari. That's what you call a petition for appeal to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court rejected it and said, get the fuck out of here. Okay. But I remind you that my $5 bet... <clears throat> that ginsurrectionist Thomas may yet prove to be individual number six, co-conspirator number six, in Jack Smith's indictments in D.C., it remains valid. And lo and behold, after not doing so a lot, well, Clarence pubes on the Coke can Fappy Thomas today without saying why recused himself from consideration of the of, of Eastman's petition
7: uh, well, you know what he waited too long now that, that's like an admission of guilt it's like damn my wife is deep into this shit I, 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 not I, just
2: <laughs> not just Gensurrections but Fappy too because some of the emails that got released mentioned repeatedly that Fappy would be the most likely justice to be receptive to nitwit Nero's and John Eastman's arguments in for, uh, for overturning the election and the Constitution.
7: Oh, shit. Well, what are they basing that on?
2: Well, uh, beca- beca- because he had uh, voted... To protect nitwit Nero in other matters, and because he's married to ginsurrectionist who was up to her up to her eyebrows in uh, seditious conspiracies in what was it, Wisconsin and Georgia,
7: Wisconsin, Georgia, and parts unknown. And remember, she 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 like the, the disgusting bipedal reptile Mark Meadows. They go back to the Tea Party movement.
2: Sure, she's poison, and she has exposure. If she, <laughs> it, I, I would be surprised if she is not it, does not find her way onto a witness list uh, in Fulton County, Georgia.
3: Have you seen,
7: you must have seen what I've seen. I think I saw some, uh, I saw some credible journalists, like, expose some stuff. If she, if she, she's going to have to be, has she been disposed? Disposed because she definitely needs to be disposed.
2: I I I don't, I don't, I don't recall offhand. I think she gave a statement. But I don't know if she was under oath.
7: Well that don't mean nothing if she went, but she, she, she is definitely guilty. Uh, so your stuff. this is what I can't, and you know what, you have a, this is why you, you've been doing this, you've been doing this for a while and I'm trying not to curse so much because I'm getting older. Um, but sometimes I don't give a fuck either. But, so, you know, when you, when you, after you get out of the muck and you pull yourself back, it, 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 it's almost like, well, how in the hell did we get here? Yeah. You know, I mean, some of these things, like, I have, I have friends who have children who know better than this. Kids are, are sharp as hell now. They see everything we see. You got to be careful what you say around your kids and other, I mean, look, I'm serious. I know what I'm talking about. I mean, we have to be very careful. Uh, and when we say things, we have to explain Take time to explain it to the, because they hear things, but they don't have the tools to process everything. And I'm getting off on a tangent, but, you know, the things that were done, like, this, this nonsense was going in camp. These people are, did they are, they put the capital P and R in Every other letter of projection in the Capitol. They they conspired to tamper with voting machines in Georgia, in oh, and,
2: Yeah, and by the way, thanks to Ralphs, uh Ralphs confirms as the Horn Ad hoc Gensurrectionist Thomas Research Department, yes, she testified under oath that the twenty twenty election was stolen. Oh. She said that before the J six committee.
7: So you knew it was stolen.
2: No, she said no. She she said this the, the, the election was stolen by Joe Biden.
7: Oh, OK. Well, you know, what else is she going to say? Because because she knew she was involved with tampering with the voting machine.
2: But uh, now, you know, now that it's all been thoroughly debunked, she was still hanging on. She's still a true believer. She's still poisoned. She's still seditious. She's still an insurrectionist.
7: Well see now we're going back to how you started this damn conversation. I know you're almost out of time, but this, this is this and we, we often come back to this in the past six months when we talk and this is why I joke about Boxcar Willie. however, it might not be a joke because what do you like you, what do you do with these people?
2: How do you I mean what do you do?
7: They're to society because they have they have a stage. They have they have a stage. Right? They have a microphone. They're a a menace.
2: They are a menace.
7: Now now I can envision I like I understand that maybe they don't want to put the milk, the Millie Fascists in prison. I can't understand that. But maybe know nothing, like, literally, like go off on a, they have to go off on an Indian reservation somewhere, you know, where Native Americans had to live, like in Snowflake, Arizona. That's a fucked up place, it's up, Snowflake is, that's where they need to go and repent, and they can figure it out, let them scrabble along, scrape along. And, and I mean seriously, when you live like that, you come to peace with with who you are. It can become human again. Without our intervention. Because apparently they don't like our way of life. They don't like it here. You know, they don't understand sometimes you lose and sometimes you win and you just come back and, you know, you can gain, you know, ask people for votes. You don't lie, you don't steal. I don't have any patience for white people acting like that. I really don't. I really, really don't. I'm done with shit. Fuck that. Fuck that. How much more do you motherfuckers got to take? And you complain about, like, two or three black people together hanging on the corner or whatever. Black Lives Matter is all I can say. Black Lives Matter. January 6th, you tried to steal votes and you tried to take the box that had our votes in it to disrupt and, and give us something we've never had to encounter before and put us in a crisis. But Black Lives Matter, See, that says everything right there.
2: Yes. Yeah, it does. And, uh, oh, by the way, I need to send out thanks to Mark down in Florida. Mark just took out a quarter of the remaining 100 bucks, so 75 to go and I got a note from Brendan saying that uh, the contribution tab isn't coming up when selected. Uh it's not it's not as prominent as it needs to be, but right under on the main page at headon.live there's a yellow button right under the media player. And click that and it'll take you to the to the uh PayPal page. So it, it used to be a little more prominently displayed, but it's their widget, not ours. And they change it as they wish. Uh, so thank you for letting me know, Brandon. And ho- hopefully, you know, something, you know, it could happen. It could happen. Uh, Jude says hi. Hi, Jude. It's Todd's willingness to enter tangents, for out of that substance, the rarity of his authentic and astute understanding is revealed. I reference such moments as being that hollow bone allowing this human vessel to send forth the invitation into a spiritual realm. They are the yin and yang moments aligning. Thank you, Jude. Mm. And, you know, remember, Jude is the horned spiritual advisor. Thank you. Thank you, Jude. Yeah. So another thing happened today in the Supreme Court. They turned down an appeal by a guy named John Castro he's a right in Republican candidate for president and he argued that nitwit Nero is ineligible to be on the ballot under the 14th amendment and um, well they just said now nah, we don't want to hear this maybe because he's representing himself there are far more serious and well heeled suits pending now, especially the one by registered Republicans in Colorado with serious lawyers behind them.
7: What that's one of the reasons why Hitler, the lost tapes, is interesting inter- 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 because it once again it's recent. I believe it's twenty two or twenty three, two thousand twenty. And a panel of human behavior specialists, historians. I mean, it's, it's. I mean, and they never say the Milfs' name, but after the third episode, it's. So you know, I, I don't let people tell you you can't equate what was going on now with fascism and the brand. I'm glad you because what do what do you call these the the violent, trumpeteers you know, the violent trumpeteers are indeed black of uh, a uh, uh, brown shirts.
2: Yeah, and brown skirts. That's the moms for liberty.
7: Right, and you know what? Thank you for correct. That's, you're absolutely correct. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: brown shirts and brown you know, skirts. And, uh, yeah. I, and thank you to Brendan. True. Brendan just jumped in, so we're sixty five dollars from turning three hundred into six hundred. Thank you, Brendan. And we got got a note from Clarence. This will resonate with you. All right. Trump reminds me of a young boy hustler on the street in North Philly. This young man came up with the idea to set up shop near a police district headquarters. He was selling crack on the block where the station was located. That idea lasted about three days. They sent that young man to the state prison for 10 years. Trump is a con man hustler from New York who thought it was a good idea to go to Washington, D.C., The idea was a terrible mistake. He set up shop in a city that has headquarters to all the federal law enforcement and intelligence agencies. Trump was under the impression that he could operate with impunity. I think Trump's troubles escalated because, first, he's stupid. I mean, not too street smart. The thing that really set off his demise is that he violated the code of hustling. Everybody gets paid. Trump did not break off his share of the loot he was stealing in D.C., The people who got burnt are turning on him. That's why he's going down in flames. Even with that massive tax cut, the well-off are not coming to help Trump. He is on his own. And when you spend a lifetime throwing people under the bus, it should come as no surprise if you find yourself uh, looking at the exhaust system yourself at some point.
7: That, that was brilliant that was a brilliant observation
2: All, uh, yeah no Clarence. yeah Claire, Clarence nailed it and he also exactly. he uh, and be, and because he behaves as you say like a mentally ill fascist it also me it's also because as an admirer of dictators I always remember that uh, Ivana, that that Ivana Trump who is apparently in a box in a hole in the ground at bedmonster Ivana Trump testified during their divorce that he kept a book of Hitler's speeches by the on the nightstand by their bed he is an admirer oh, really? he is an admirer of mob bosses he is an admirer of dictators he said so out loud he said he was a big fan of uh, Duterte in the Philippines because he you know, believed in executing people on the spot, regardless of proof of crime. And as such, having no functional understanding of the organizing principles of the government of the United States of America, he assumed he could just go to Washington, D.C. and be a strongman, and his word would be law. Only somebody like that asks the question...
3: What's the point in having nuclear weapons if you can't use them? Or talking
2: about about nuking hurricanes. Or calling for an an invasion of Mexico.
7: Or buying Greenland.
2: Buying Greenland, that's there too.
7: Or baiting it. It's so much. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know what? Um, Wow. Letitia James, did did you see the photographs of him in the courtroom? I cannot wait. He's not going to make it. I'm telling you, he is not going to make it. Well,
2: Ralph says says he won't.
7: Mm -hmm. It's already begun. It's already begun. Like, he's doing everything you're not supposed to do right now. Like he's begging to be Oh no, and like, he was
2: ugly. he was he was sitting in the courtroom today, nudging his lawyer and shaking his head and making scowly scary faces at the judge. <laughs> and then and then when because remember Judge Ngoron is not determining liability. Liability is done. He's liable.
7: That's
2: this is done. a he's two, working
7: on his
2: This is a 2 month long inquiry into how done he is. And with every piece of evidence that comes through, Judge Ngoron just has a reason to write down the letter one, the number one, and start writing zeros till his hand cramps. Because this is it, these, these are not these are not punitive damages these are damages for civil fraud and every dollar that the new york attorney general can prove he cheated new york out of the new york the people of the state of new york can have back from him his com- his companies are effectively dead in receivership being run by a, a, a by a uh, uh, or 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 audited and and, and observed by an un, unbiased third party, and he w- and the judge will appoint the receiver in fairly rapid fashion. This really does mean that, barring a settlement. Trump Tower will no longer belong to him or, That's I'm or 40 or 60 Wall Street whatever it is any business entity in, New, in, in the state of New York will possibly be taken from him and the oh, scope of it is monumental and then there's funny and then there's Fonny willis in georgia using rico and she can wind up getting Maga Loco for the people of Georgia. And selling it to the so highest bidder.
7: He, he might end up with a sandwich board on his, around his head on 42nd Street somewhere
2: or on the beach. He might, uh, wind, up with an, he might wind up with an apple and a road map.
7: Yeah. See ya. Because what you... You know what? I love the way you lay things out. That's the truth. Because remember, now now we know he's been overvaluing when it's a convenient twenty to thirty times. So what that means is that, like if you ever sold a house, or house with property, the buyer they get their appraiser, you get your appraiser, and you meet somewhere in the middle, and it's never you never agree. There's always some gray area, and that's true. That's just the way it works. That's that's what they're talking about. It's great, but it's never. It's never like uh, like orders of magnitude. It's never it's never statistically significant. In other words, it, it's close all the time. So he's done this multiple times, which means that all his shit ain't worth nothing. So after he play, pays all his legal, he's not gonna have anything left.
2: Again, from your mouth to God's ears. And since, I mean, we, and since, and since we were so- and since we were talking about Nazis. Uh, <laughs> I had a note earlier today from uh, uh, Cynthia. Hey, Cynthia, (laughs) I hope it doesn't hurt anymore. Just got squeezed, put the squeeze on Trump in YouTube videos. Just home from getting my mammogram and getting squeezed to the point of popping. Okay, I didn't pop and it wasn't that bad, but it sure makes me want to see Justice put the squeeze on Trump. I haven't done that yet, and I'm not particularly looking forward to it. Otherwise, last night as I went to bed, I tried to watch this super excellent YouTube video titled Radical Evil How We Became Mass Murderers. It's a Nazi documentary. And she said it's 90 minutes, and it talks about how otherwise decent German soldiers went through with their genocidal, uh, the, the murderous brutality. And even though it made them vomit to do it, they still did it. And she said the video examines the psychology of it all, including experiments with people told to torture an experimental subject for the sake of the experiment, even to the point of death and just how readily people complied. Uh This documentary should be be required viewing for all of us as this potential for evil lies in us all. Don't ever doubt that. And then mentions a video by a young man named Luke Beasley. I watched it. Uh, he interviewed Trump supporters the other day. Watch and be disgusted. You know, I think I would have, would have had I would have had better luck and treatment from the Nazi murderers than some of these people. It's sickening. Brainwashed, mean, wow. and stupid. That, was that Cynthia? Yeah, was that Cynthia? You
7: yeah, said? That's Cynthia. That that is I I I, I, I mean. I'm, Yes, yes, a thousand times, yes. And see, this is what is so dangerous. Once again, we're right back to where we started. What do we do with these people? Because remember, you know, human beings, in a way, we're like machines. In other words, we can be manipulated and we can be reprogrammed and deprogrammed, behavior modification, because what he's describing, even early they, like Mil- they like Stanley Miller, like the psychologist who where you could torture people and, they, and they, they were torturing people because they were told to. Yeah, like, no, to And they eventually,
2: they eventually had to stop the experiment because people were becoming right. entirely too vicious. Or just becoming entirely vicious. I don't know what too means in that and, sentence.
7: Right. And, and before anyone says, oh, that's just bullshit. See, see this, is, this is the kicker. This is what makes human behavior side of psychology science is that it can be replicated so just like and the Nazis knew this when they made the together and I wish I could remember uh, I know Milgram's name, I can't remember this other person's last name, it starts with a C but they in fact found out you know, when you, when you put mammals especially in close quarters they engage in criminal uh, vicious behavior, murder, rape Pillage, theft. Just like when you put a bunch of people in a small space, like in Gaza or in a ghetto in a city. So remember that, folks. So when you start, before you start to blame people, remember about redlining. People, there's a, there's a, a design, not all the time, but there, there's definitely a background there. There's a reason people live where they do and live how they do. And once you have a few generations of that, that's all folks know. Then what are you going to do? You got no generational wealth. So before you judge, you know, just think about that.
2: No. Mm. I know. Woo. Exactly.
7: Oh, you you just you have too much too much knowledge coming from
2: your program. <laughs> just- Thank you. I don't think so. Ha- most mo- most of it happens in the interactions.
7: I, look, you know, I, I don't I think, know. Ju- I think
2: Jude's right in that regard.
7: Jude, Jude is, I don't know. Jude is, I, Jude must come, has come from a, I don't know. Jude is Jude, is, Jude is, Jude, and Jude. There's no one like Jude. No, and um, and. Uh, well, you know what's interesting? Like, what will the, like, back to what we were talking about? What are the Browns going to do? And what will we do with them? Because they're infiltrated. You know, they're in our military, in our local What are you going to do with them? They're, they couldn't do the right thing in the civil rights movement. They could, and they're fast, they've always been fascist here. They didn't know what it was. <laughs> they, they, they loved it. You know? The merge of, of, of the, the factory, the local, factory, local cotton mill, and the labor force and the power structure, that's fascism. You know? Plain and simple. But, you know, that's too much book learning. That takes too much
2: effort, I suppose. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> well, uh, we ran over a little bit, but I'm glad we did. uh Great conversation as ever, Todd. And I, I, w- I wish you could get up here to to, to, to Secret Sandwich Society and see what all the, what all my what, what, what all my hollers about.
7: I'm gonna surprise you. No, I said I was thinking. I, I did want to. I, yeah, I'm gonna surprise you. No, know, I mean I'm not gonna surprise like that. though. So I'll let you know. But no, my my, my things are changing. And I, I'm 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 developing a little more freedom and. Um, <laughs> So, because, you know, likely getting short, man. We get, you know, people have to connect. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
7: yeah. Thing. And, and you'll be you... surprised if i bring a better hand. If she can get there. Oh, that'd be, more, that'd be Not, awesome.
2: Uh, that'd be awesome. I'd love to meet her.
7: Oh, you'd everybody loves her. She... Mm. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> That's all I can say. She's like, Todd, are you, are you sure about that? Maybe look at it this way. I'm like, okay. Oh, you might be right. Hmm. You know, it's, it's just, it's good to have somebody, um, understand how you think, and maybe help you see a different perspective. Cause, you know, sometimes I think I'm too judgmental, but I just get irritated and it's just like, it's so clear. It's like, come on. You know, why? What are you waiting on? You know, anyway, I'm babbling. Um, yeah, always love the conversation.
2: You know, well, if, you, if you get, I saw him again. I saw him again over the weekend. If you get to the world of Wallies, see if they've got those beautiful briskets down there. I'm telling you.
7: You know, I haven't been. I I haven't been over there. Oh, I try to limit to this, but I do need paint. And for, you know their paint is just is I just I can't. You can't go anywhere around here. and I have to get paint. That's, Less than half the price. It's terrible. They're, they're like Rockefeller. It's like Rockefeller used to do. Carrot. It's a mm-hmm. shame. But I hear you. I'm a fucker. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else is going on with food around here? Let's see. I don't know. You know, the baked potatoes have been pretty good lately. Mm-hmm.
2: My little, my little my, I'm bummed out my little barbecue trailer is packed up and moved on, I guess, with the season being such as it is. Oh, no. Yeah, they were doing good work. I mean, they're not, I don't think they're done done. I need to check in with my, one of my buddies and ask her, you know, if they moved it to somewhere else or are they just done for the season. God, they. I mean, they worked hard. They moved something like 6,000 sandwiches in a day, one day. Damn out of it out of a trailer
7: that's what i was going to ask you everybody makes barbecue but you see like good barbecue is that's why you see big lines good good barbecue oh watch out
2: and i'm telling you if you ever would just want to spring for it and enjoy i mean i know you're down there where there's some really good barbecue sauce but yep you should order hell you might even find it at Publix. um i know it's in the in the alabama section down in the Publix is in alabama but order you a jar of Dreamland sauce. Your ribs will never be the same.
7: Dreamland? Never heard of
2: Oh, oh my God. The the, uh, the iconic home of the world's most wonderful ribs in Tuscaloosa.
7: Mmm. Oh! Well, that, and, they're the best barbecue you ever had with an jalapeno. and
2: And the, uh, the, the sauce isn't particularly sweet. I don't like a cloyingly sweet sauce right it's tangy it and it's tangy and it's tart and it's got just the tiny it's got just the tiniest bit of heat and mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. it's good on pulled pork but it's especially good on ribs it's good on chicken ferg told me earlier today he was ferg told me earlier today he was going to grill uh grill chicken and he was uh, he'd already made up a batch of alabama white sauce Mm-hmm. which some people might find gross, but it really is good And when no, it's good you know, when you paint your chicken with it while it's grilling yeah. it actually no. it doesn't look like white. it just disappears but oh the flavor and it's real easy. It's mayonnaise and cider vinegar and lemon juice, dash of Worcestershire and black pepper and a little bit of, a little bit of heat if you want to add it. But, oh mercy sakes, it's wonderful. Oh, and sugar, sugar, Eagle. sugar, and to do, and, do and, about wings. and to do it on wings. I was about to say. Same, same, yeah. Same wavelength. But Todd, you have a good evening, my friend.
7: You too, you too, Robin. All
2: right, take care. Bye. Okay. My buddy Todd down in South Carolina, standing and so we have. Reach the end of the program. If anybody on the, on the overnight crew wants to help out, we've got 65 bucks to go to finish Bruce and Karen's memorial challenge. Uh, thank you to Max. Thank you to Brendan. And thank you to Mark for helping out in that regard. And uh, th- this bears going into. It. I'm going to take a minute or so to, just to deal with uh, to, to talk about this. Um, I had a note from Joy who is not in Ann Arbor right now. Joy has access to Blue Bell ice cream, and I'm terribly, terribly jealous. Um, Why can't all House Dems abstain and let the Republicans duke it out amongst themselves? That way we neither save McCarthy nor do we usher in someone worse, because we're not getting Jeffries, we're getting McCarthy or worse. I don't think we should play a part in that. I would like to know your thoughts on this. It's the or worse part. Again, it's the Arafat rule. Um, but democratic participation may be the only the only thing that saves him, especially if some uh, some Democrats actually work with Matt Gates. I mean, I find that so repugnant. It's like well, it feels like a kind of thing that make you make it hurt when you pee. Um he is a social disease, but the other, the more important part of that is that these are the grown-ups. The Democrats are the grown-ups Matt mac gates and, and and the feedum carcass and the maggots are just tempered uh, ill-tempered toddlers uh, running around behaving horribly. And of course, all of this, the entire structure itself, is based on the idea of compromise and getting and, and, and taking something instead of nothing where nothing is considerably worse. And so if as proof of good faith McCarthy can get his supporters together who are vastly, uh, a vastly larger number than the, maggot, uh, the, uh, the rabid maggot feed them carcassers then maybe based on what the Senate has already said in a, in a decidedly bipartisan fashion we can save Ukraine because a government shutdown sucks, but we can save Ukraine, continue to save Ukraine, and all those precious lives that Vladimir Putin simply wants to murder and eliminate from the planet. Russia has had a hard on to destroy Ukraine as a people and a nation since Stalin. And it is absolutely nauseating that there are members of the Congress of the United States who want to do the same. American soldiers are neither fighting nor dying. The only people over there who are fighting and dying and killing Russians are Ukrainians and a handful of volunteers from various countries, think, you know, the Lincoln Brigade during the Spanish Civil War. But Hakeem Jeffries has leverage. He actually has all the leverage. And he can look at Kevin McCarthy and say, all right, we'll untie you from the road tracks, Penelope. The railroad tracks, but, you know, and, and we won't let Captain Forehead twirl his mustache and as the train bears down upon you. But it's going to cost. And the price will be some fiscal sanity and no more of this 45 day brinksmanship bullshit full fiscal funding of the government and Ukraine all those lives And if Hakeem Jeffries can get that out of McCarthy in writing, no fingers crossed, none of that bullshit, then it's better than just letting, uh, letting him hang on his own petard, hoist on his own petard. And it's better for the country. And it also allows the, the, the American people... To see these rotten-ass maggots continue to try to put the United States in a ditch and learn from it and act accordingly. You know, I think Joe Scarborough used to represent the same district uh, Mr. Forehead does. And I guess he can't as a matter of so-called ethics in journalism, but he knows enough people. He should be able to say, listen, you got to get this guy out of there. By any, whatever it takes. And lo and behold, Gates' skeevy old daddy is going to run for the Florida Senate again. He was president of the Florida Senate from 2012 to 2014. And uh, he was in the Senate from 2006 to 2016. Oh, God. And of course, the apple falleth not far from the tree, nor the. Well, let's not be so graphic. But if you want to look at the reason why Matt Gates is the asshole he is, just saying, look no further than his daddy, who has bailed him out time and time again. So there's that. Thanks, everybody. Thanks so much to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Thanks to our a la carte contributors and the people who provide the challenges. You're all the reason why this, this little program exists. It would not without you. Thank you so much. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program, no matter how you do so. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you, Roger, in the chat room. Again, uh, Steve, Ms. Karen, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about Cletus. just broke my heart this morning. thanks to our news ninjas thank you brother deacon asa head on uh, head on dot live remember to like and subscribe to the podcast like every episode subscribe so you get notified when the new episodes go up leave a comment it helps and we can grow the program that this way also when you tell your friends and neighbors about this conversation Thanks, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest-working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia, a proud union shop. Please stay safe. Schedule your booster. Schedule your flu shot. Schedule your... RSV vaccine if you haven't had the shingles that's a good a shingles vaccine that's a good idea too wear your mask when you're around groups of five or more like Paul from Parts Unknown says and especially if you're around maggots because well they're gross wash your hands don't touch your face use your hand sanitizer carry it with you pocket or purse maintain your social distance as best you can and uh, if some guy, if, if if a if a big shambling, wobbling orange adipose gas bag comes towards you with his lawyer, going, shut up, shut up, shut up, now avoid it Nero like the plague, because he is, and always, always, always. Gina, it's all for you. Love you, Wayne. Later.